apartment. Do not force me to endure more. How much did you force me to endure? Oh, great one of the white robes. You brought me here and gave me up to him. Fist and Dantilus. You sat and watched as he wrenched the life force from me, draining it so that he might live on this plane. It was you who made the bargain. You could have refused him. And what? Died honorably? <laughs> what kind of choice is that? I wanted to live, to grow in my art. And I did live. And you, in your bitterness, gave me these hourglass eyes. These eyes that saw nothing but death and decay all around me. Now look, Parsalian. What do you see around you? Nothing but death. Death and decay. So we are even. Even, yes. And I will grind you into dust. For in your last tortured moments, Parsalian, you will witness my triumph. Already my constellation shines in the sky. The queen dwindles. Soon she will fade and be gone forever. My final foe, Paladine, waits for me now. I see him approach, but he is no challenge. An old man bent, his face grieved and filled with a sorrow that will prove his undoing. For he is weak, weak and hurt beyond healing, as was Chrysania, his poor cleric who died upon the shifting plains of the abyss. You will watch me destroy him, Parcelian. And when that battle is ended, when the constellation of the Platinum Dragon plummets from the sky, when Solinari's light is extinguished, when you have seen and acknowledged the power of the Black Moon and paid homage to the new and only Never. God, to me, then you will be released, Parcelian, to find what solace you can in death. You will rule unchallenged. You will rule a dead world. A world your magic destroyed. You will rule alone. And you will be alone. Alone in the foamless, eternal void. That is a lie, old friend. I will create. New worlds will be mine. New peoples I will create. New races who will worship me. Evil cannot create. It can only destroy. It turns upon itself, gnawing itself. Already you feel it eating away at you. Already you can feel your soul shrivel. Look into Palestine's face, Raceland. Look into it as you looked into it once back on the plains of Durgoth. When you lie dying of the dwarf's sword wound and Lady Chrysania laid healing hands upon you. You saw the grief and the sorrow of the god then as you see it now, Raceland. And you knew then, as you know now but refuse to admit, that Paladine grieves. Not for himself, but for you. Easy will it be for us to slip back into our dreamless sleep. For you, Raceland, there will be no sleep. Only an endless waking. Endless listening for sounds that will never come. Endless staring into the void that holds neither light nor darkness. 
endless shrieking words that no one will hear, no one will answer, endless plotting and scheming that will bear no fruit as you turn round and round upon yourself. Finally, in your madness and desperation, you will grab the tail of your existence and, like a starving snake, devour yourself whole in an effort to find food for your soul. But you will find nothing but emptiness. And you will continue to exist forever within this emptiness. A tiny spot of nothing, sucking in everything around itself to feed your endless hunger. <laughs> this is the end. The end of all things. Yes. As of the fourth day, fifth month, year 358, the world ends. No! It will not end here. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Don't just let me! I think about Shot it right to the back of her Hello, all you fans of 80s exploitation films where geriatric analysts are forced to chronicle the torture of senile old ascetics. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, episode 23, Dragonlance, Test of the Twins, part one. I'm your host, Bob. If I ever find myself being tortured on top of a tower and my lower half is encased in solid rock, then put a can of hams in my hand and promise me that if you do nothing else, you will kill Tannis. <laughs> Shoik and Willow Womber, the 358. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, in preparation for tonight, he's poured over the military writings of Julius Caesar, Marcus Aurelius, Napoleon, Sun Tzu, and Kim Jong-un. And now he's ready for our intense discussion of unguarded flanks, breaching walls, thrusts, and penetration. It's Luke. Just easing down the pants. <laughs> My god. <laughs> yes, here we are. Uh, the final book of the Legends trilogy. Woohoo! Ready to go. Yeah. Um, it's sort of a... We'll call it a pseudo studio. Uh, <laughs> a studio. So, so yeah. studio. <laughs> so if, okay. it sound, if it sounds different, that's why. But let's 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 kick things off. <laughs> to my left, he's Beyonce always. It's Claude. Good morrow, my lovelies. As I've stated before, I love fall. The days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer, and your old Uncle Claude is getting ready for the time when I can dive into that pile of leaves I've raked into my backyard. And hope I didn't cover them over a present left by my chocolate lab, Mara Jade. <laughs> and just like Luke Skywalker of the Legends universe, I love my Mara Jade. But I'm always slightly concerned she may be working for the dark side. <laughs> Jeez. 
across the table from me. He was sorely disappointed when he found out the night classes he's been taking are about becoming an EMT and not a BLT. <laughs> and an, an EKG has nothing to do with the KGB. He's the Schwarzenegger by Michael Bean, the disappointed nephew to my Uncle Bach. Paul, how are you? I am doing great, and to be very honest, those classes that I say are EMT, yeah, they're they're not EMT. Just just don't worry about what I get into in the night. Just just don't worry about it. If things start disappearing, if people do, you know, stuff like that, it's, it's just coincidence. Just don't worry. You know, the poison, just don't touch door, na- door handles around, you know, certain areas, all right? Just, just don't worry about it. You met a guy and you're going to do a little favor for him? Oh, no, no, no. There's no favors. They, they got to pay. They got to All right, wait. I mean, I can't say that on, on this. Oops. We um, got you. We got you now, Paul. got it. Not in Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are back for episode 23. We're going to finish out uh, in the next two episodes uh, a lot of our time with Dragonlance here. Yeah, I mean, through the Chronicles and through Legends, I mean, there's not a lot left to go, so... Wait, isn't there like 180-some other books that they have? (laughs) There is, and I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we're going to go. That's true. But um, I'm excited to start talking about these books, but I think we should, you know, talk about the elephant in the room. We are in the Susu Studio. (laughs) Yes. The Pseudo Studio, yes. Um, We did mention it at the end of our last episode that... That was the last one to be recorded in that one. Right. Um, what, I, what do we call it? The second floor guest bedroom of... Does, Sal- that, does that mean we have to change the intro? I think, I think we do. Because we're going to yeah. be in a basement. We, we are. Yeah, yeah, we're in Luke's we, mother's basement. Yeah, Luke's well, mom's basement. Well, well. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't She doesn't live here anymore, but yeah. it's... I don't live with my part mother. Part of the fun. It's, I mean, we got We have she, to do that at some point. She's we have living to in Luke's trunk now. <laughs> Buried hey, in the backyard. Hey, you guys remember? Oh, you, you, you guys remember that friend that asked me to do something? Just don't worry. Hey, I have offered many times for you guys to come over to Uncle Clob's basement. Nobody ever wants to come. That's because of the things you have down there, man. It's creepy. Yeah, those and your chains are weird. Is Uncle Touchy. <laughs> Uncle Touchy, sneak and pose a basement. <laughs> 23 episodes and it finally rears its ugly head. You go wear a shirt and you're gonna cry. Shout out to Patton Oswald if you're listening. (laughs) But yeah, so it's we had to kind of throw something together. what did I say? I put a, I put the table and the microphone down. That's all we did. For yeah, this. we're Pretty sitting much. in the middle of a room with a table and a microphone. So yes. it sounds echoey. I don't know. We don't know. The, the neighbors mowing the lawn. You know, we're just <laughs> we're we're winging it we, for this episode. One of the neighbors did send us a text while we were recording, just asking what we were doing down here. Yes, as we were putting together our stinger for this episode, we got a text from one of the neighbors asking us what was going on yeah. in that house. So yeah. if you can imagine being a neighbor and hearing from the basement someone screaming, "Stop!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when the cops show up, then then we'll know. We know yeah, most of them, but exactly. we'll, we'll, yeah. True. Oh, oh man, but hey, uh, there's some colds going around. Our throats are a little <laughs> cracked. I feel like we should maybe get a drink before we get into this. Yeah. So that sounds like an excellent My idea. special tea, please. All right, my turn. I'll go pay. <laughs> I was in a relationship no, I swear with, you, with the woman with the blue dragon. She brought me up to her room Boy, last did she have good Where's time? my corn purse? Why don't you fellas follow me into my cart? I'll show you how my glory is good. What'll it be, boys? Tavern talk. All right, we're back. We've got uh, steaming hot mugs of, I think, 
mold wine? Did we, we did the whole mold wine thing last time. <laughs> it's just warmed up. Yeah. Now it's just now it's just warm because Luke hasn't plugged in his fridge yet. <laughs> <laughs> it ages well in a in an unplugged fridge. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's a bit gamey though. Is meat? Do you have meat? You're supposed to drink red at room temperature. Just deal with it. <laughs> All right, but we're back. Uh, we're going to go around the old table. Uh, this is Tavern Talk, the time of the show, in case you're new to the show, although why you're starting to listen again, <laughs> I have say no this idea. every time. <laughs> every time. Why are you... Yeah. To be fair, it's the beginning of the book this time, at least. Yeah, that's that, true. That is we're not true. halfway that's through true. the yeah. book yet. For somebody who's like, I only like Tested Twins. I feel, I feel like we've gotten comments that have said stuff like that, like, oh, I just jumped in on this one. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, so if you're true. new, uh, we're not chasing you away. We love you, and yeah. we value you as a listener. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is the type of time of the show where we go around, take about 25 minutes, half an hour, uh, to go around and see what's happening in our nerd universes, and also respond to any feedback. So if you guys have commented on the Facebook page, uh, we like to comment back. Um, and I'm going to throw it out there again, this one more time, that uh, we share our stuff out to a lot of different Facebook pages, but we're going to start kind of preferentially, we're going to bring in only comments that come to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So if you, you want to get your question or something out there to our show, uh, be commenting on the stuff we post on our Facebook page. Yes, yeah, so smash that like button or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. That's it's a it's That's a. Really I'm, making, I'm making fun of YouTubers. I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of posts coming out, a great time to post something is we are going to be posting our new reading calendar. Um, probably as soon as this episode drops, uh, I think we want to. Yeah, we want to get it out there so everybody knows what's what's up. We want you, Dragonlance fans, who are with us. You guys are awesome, but we want to keep you with us. So we don't want you to leave when we're done doing Dragonlance. We got so much coming up. We got the Thrawn trilogy from yep. Star Wars. Uh, we're doing a lot. So be looking for that calendar um, and comment under there. Books you'd like to see us do in the future. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, Luke, what's new in your nerd universe? Well, I've been a little under the weather, uh, spent, so I spent a lot of time on Netflix. Um, I feel like you've been under the weather for like the last two months. Yeah. I actually, you know what? No, yeah. I've been feeling great. It just—it seems to like just. I'm at the peak of it, like when we record. I don't know why. <laughs> it just—it just keeps lining the up. The anxiety like that. of the microphone. Is oh, too guys, much. I'm so nervous. <laughs> um, that's why you got to get out of your office, man. You can talk to people. It's like talking to Mike. I think that's what got me sick. I, don't I mean, know. yeah, it definitely is. It definitely you gotta start is. start fist pumping. Uh, you, have a fl- you have a you have a flare up that comes around a couple times a month. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet. There's creams for that. There's creams <laughs> for that. Okay. Um, I'm sure Raceland could even make it. So on, on Netflix. <laughs> that's why you've been sm- smelling of spell components. <laughs> Uh, so on uh, Netflix, I, I checked out um, season two of Ozark. Amazing, if you've seen season one. Um, I, I do want to get into, though, I tried this show. I don't know if you guys have seen it pop up for you on Netflix. It's called Disenchantment. Yes, I have seen it. It's a cartoon. Yeah. I had high hopes for it. It was by the same guys who did... Um, some, some, some of the guys who did The Simpsons, all the guys who did Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. It's trash. Oh, no. It's so bad. Oh, no. I, I like how you're not even trying to be nice about no, it. No, I'm not. It sucks. I, like, if, if I can... I, I didn't even make it through the first episode. It's just these really? terribly written jokes. These now I'm gonna watch it. Characters that are <laughs> like it's it's a princess who doesn't want to be a princess and an elf who doesn't want to be an elf and it's just like I, uh, d- d- does the like, elf want to be a dentist? No, no. no, no. <laughs> I just want to be a dentist, guys. I don't want to make toys. <laughs> Hermie doesn't like to make toys. <laughs> Hermie doesn't like to make toys. 
Herbie doesn't like to make toys. What Guys, I just want to make your teeth healthy. <laughs> wow. So, All right. Well, that's a, so it's trash. Is what you're it's trash. It, it really, it's. I, I really like Futurama. I'm a huge fan of that show, and it's just just knowing that those are the people that did that. It's like you guys huh. are just. Did somebody did somebody get a concussion? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they're just like being lazy, or they're just like they're out like, of ideas. Yeah, or? trying to ride off their names alone. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's. I mean, give it a. Sh- I challenge you guys. Give it a shot. I am gonna watch this for the next. Show I, I could not I do. do it. Um, but it sounds awful already. <laughs> I dislike it just by what you said. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that that's been about it for me. Just sort of laid up, watching. Well. Binge that entire. You you can't if, if you're gonna if you're gonna start Ozark, make sure that you got some time because you're not gonna want to stop. My lord. Anyway, to my left or to my left. It's not the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I need a nap, you guys. Clavos, your nerd month. Um, actually, kind not really too nerdy to tell you the truth. Uh, it, Ooh, it is the beginning. Wow. Of, it is the beginning of football season. We've kind of let out little spoilers about where we're from. I'm a huge Vikings fan. Um, we just I, had, my, my heart pains for you, man. We, I know, man. We just had the Vikings Packer game and got car, and got the stupid kicker. He got booted off the team because he missed three field goals. Just to let you know out there, I'm almost forty. I can make a thirty-five year. Uh, I can make a thirty-five yard field goal. My eleven-year-old can make a legitimate extra point and a twenty-five-year-old field goal. So I have no idea what was wrong with him. Just so you know, uh, listeners, uh, this is uh, this is a <laughs> test of the twins podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We, we are losing listeners right now. Like Sorry. It's, it's also the beginning of hockey season, so I'm really pumped up for that. Losing them! <laughs> he did say it wasn't nerdy. However, however, I have spent the last month, and I don't remember if I talked about this on the show or not before, but I have been binge-watching the first seven seasons of Shameless. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us how you were hanging out with chicks. <laughs> losing them! I didn't figure I'd go for strike three. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been binge watching the first seven seasons of Shameless the last like month and I'm just I'm obsessed with this show it is you know it stars William H. Macy and you think of William H. Macy as this you know Oscar winning actor, mm. actor and he play, he plays an alcoholic who's oh. he's hammered and dirty throughout the entire series Jeez. yeah from what I've seen of it I think I've seen an episode or two of that but and it, it is, is it is phenomenal it's hilarious and it's way and it's a bit out there and it's kind of like it's kind of soap opery but it's, okay, that's, it's that's what I was gonna really say. I've, funny. I mean, not not to sound sexist or anything. I, I just I've heard a lot about it from women. Oh, okay. and I'm like, and generally, it's just like, it well, just, one of the, and you know, if you like a it, lot I'll of, probably like a it. A lot of it centers around his like twenty something, his like twenty three year old daughter. Okay, and so some of the a lot of the storylines, but the other storyline is like his son who gets his son who gets booted out of college, and he's got like a full ride to like MIT for a little bit and oh, okay. stuff. Okay. And the his other son who comes out, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on. But no, it is a, I, I I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Okay, and a lot of it does center around him getting drunk and trying to get to the next high. Like they stole a liver from a dude so that they could keep William H Macy on the show at one point. Uh, <laughs> whoa! Wow. <laughs> Okay. Um, so that's really what I've been doing other than just work. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul. Oh, you boy. You doing anything? Uh, other than. You You did a little, like, LARPing, didn't you? Or was that last show? That was, that's a while ago. Oh. No, I. Honestly, for me, my life has been work. And then, as Klob said, I'm taking an EMT class at night. So, work and class. I have, however been able to get a little bit of my nerd fix and i recently read through 
all of the Mara Jade comics. Ooh, from, oh, man oh, after my own heart. Dude, I, just, I talked about it in my intro. That's my puppy's name. They, I, got about, I got a couple weeks ago. They yeah. were, I mean, there's only six of them. They were sent out, I think, published 1998. Yeah, Dark Horse. And, yeah, yeah, Dark yep. Horse published them. I, I read through them. I've enjoyed them so far. You know, I might, I didn't really examine them. I just, it was just kind of a quick skim of, I want to get something nerdy. I've been focusing too much on things that I need to study. I just need something that I don't need to care about for a little bit. And it was great, you know? So I'm honestly I'm honestly thinking about just going back through some other Star Wars comics. Oh, and obviously, I'm going to talk to the master, oh, Bob. Oh, God. I love yes, that early yes. Dark Horse stuff. And so, so um, it feels like we planned this, and we really didn't. But this is a perfect time to say, in two episodes, we are going into the Star Wars universe deep. Uh, if you liked what we did with the Dragonlance universe, we're over on Facebook. We were, we were reviewing the comics and stuff. We're going to try to do that and maybe even up it a little bit where we have some video reviews of comics and all that kind of stuff. We'll be hitting up the Mara Jade comics and a lot of the stuff Dark Horse did. I love the Dark Horse Yeah, I, I was impressed. Era. Yeah, it, it, it's some pretty good stuff. I mean, there's hits and misses, but uh, a lot of it's really great. So come on over for that. Um, but yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, we've got some feedback, but before we get that, I, I suppose I should talk about what I'm. Yeah, you gotta tell tell us about yourself. Okay. Bob. Um, <laughs> well, you know I'm the action figure guy, so there I'm gonna are. I'm gonna bring it back down into the basement. There you go. <laughs> hey man, I, I was right there with you with the comics and things. Yeah, I mean, that's I, right. I, I, mine were not I've, wrapped in mylar. But <laughs> I've been to your house. I. I'm still confused as to how you're married. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm we still are. confused as to how you're married to what your wife looks like. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Crystal. There was a lot of lying done in college. Ah. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm not into that nerdy stuff. Come yeah. on over, babe. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going yeah. to the gym. Yeah. I don't I'm know who those are. Those are my roommates. Yeah. Dude, yeah, guys, you got to hide our action figures real quick. Get rid of them. Come on. Under the bed. Hurry up. Hurry up. Uh, these action figures, I like to bring them uh, to homeless children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should see a little homeless child's face light up when you hand him a brand new six-inch Iron Man action figure. Boy, it'll just... <laughs> Limited edition action. Wait, I mean... Uh... And he attempts to take it out of the package and you hit him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so anyway, a um, couple Netflix things for me, I guess. Well, actually, one Netflix, one I don't know if it's on Netflix, so it, I know it's on YouTube, so you can search it out. Uh, but oh. I... For action figure stuff, Power of Grayskull, uh, The Definitive History, is out on Netflix. I absolutely love it. It's uh, all the behind the scenes on the making of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And it goes through everything from kind of its uh, inception, where, I mean, it's a great story about how Mattel uh, got the license to do Conan action figures. They were just buying licenses up. They did it. We're going to do Conan stuff. And then um, all of a sudden they found out Conan was going to be an R-rated movie. And they were like, well, can't do this. Uh, and so they kind back, of... Back in the day where they wouldn't make action figures. For R-rated, R-rated movies. movies, yeah. So um, they backtracked, and it's kind of an interesting story how it came to be, and then it's got all the comic, or all the um, the cartoons and movies. Yeah, it's I was going to say, does it talk about Dolph Lundgren? They interview Dolph. Uh, it's really great. I will say, what's his name? Frank Luzaglia? Yeah. I, who plays Skeletor in yep. that movie. And they talk to him as is, well. Is a... His performance in that movie is actually really good. Yes, he talks about it, and he talks about how kind of proud he is of that performance and how he can get it to emote through the Skeletor mask. I mean, that movie is... 
got off. Even as a kid, I didn't like that. I'm gonna movie. have to watch that movie because I love awful. the terrible like '80s. It's just... it's awful, but it's it's great as well. So I highly recommend the Power of Grey Skull. It's really good. And for a lot of cheesy fun, we're coming up on October. So I like me weird '80s horror movies. Chopping Mall. Oh my god, you showed us <laughs> oh, the trailer for this. That today. was amazing. Oh, I, I, I want to watch that movie. Yeah, 19, it 1986. Um, it's one of those kind of B-movie schlock fests. But I would say it's on the higher end of the B-movie schlock fest. Like, it's just... Just about coming over the cusp where it could be probably like uh, you easing know, down yeah, the pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part Five or something like that. It's just hilarious. Um, so highly recommend watching Chopping Mall in like groups where you could make fun of it. You know, but it's it's a lot of fun. But we've got a lot of feedback. We do a lot. Of, we got a lot of interesting feedback. Interesting. Actually, feedback. actually no. Yeah, and I I totally forgotten. Hey, uh, anybody who has been tweeting at us, I guess my notifications have been all weird. Um, I'm just getting to you now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, just shout out to Coyote. Um, he around the ninth. He, she, they. By, by the, the way, Coyote, I love your spelling. <laughs> around the ninth, uh, had said that they had just finished our reviews of the Dragonlance Chronicles. Really looking, really like the dramatic openings, and looking forward to the, the to the Legends reviews of the Legends trilogy. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. And yeah, he's just been showing us a whole bunch of love on Twitter, so shout out Coyote. Yeah, sorry That's Coyote all. for not That's all, and back uh, I did. We'll I howl back. I, I don't know, I don't think you, uh, Bob, I don't think you spend too much time on Twitter. Uh, not at all. But I've been kind of like yeah. poking fun at how much you've been doing Photoshop on stuff. Yeah, you've <laughs> been poking fun. A little bit. I, I, I uh, tweeted out that one with the twins. I just said, but like for real, would someone take Photoshop away from Bob? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we got a reply from Sage Murray from over on the OV podcast. She just said, never! <laughs> oh, Which for, can I... I just, uh, behind the scenes, it's horrible because I'm not, I don't even Photoshop. I'm using, if they look like crap sometimes, I'm using Pages. <laughs> I'm doing that. this crap pa on pages, pages. is a Macintosh application that is supposed to be a word processor. <laughs> yeah. I, am, I am easing down the pants of Pages. <laughs> 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 I, I am using that program for all it's worth. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bill Gates' eyes just twitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pushing it to the max. Um, but we've got feedback on Facebook for uh, some questions. I, I love when we get this kind of stuff that asks us questions. Uh, so on our last book, Brendan brings up a time paradox. Okay, so the end of this book, uh, this is War of the Twins. The end of this book seems to create an awful temporal paradox. So I'm curious if you guys have any insight into how to solve it. In, so you got to listen carefully, because I had to read this many times, and I still don't know. In the original time, it was Fiston Dantilus getting destroyed at Zaman that led to his disembodied spirit meeting up with Raceland and helping Raceland pass his test and survive the War of the Lance. So if Raceland goes back in time and becomes Fiston Dantilus and then doesn't get blown up in Zaman, there's no disembodied spirit of an Archmage to keep Raceland alive in the future, and thus no way for Raceland to live long enough to come back in time. So what am I missing here? How did Raceland survive in the future? Quotation mark present. If neither him nor Fiston Dantilus got blown up at Zaman. Also, on the teleportation issue, you guys made some interesting points, but you'll notice that... Let's take that as a separate issue. Let's go with the with the Fist and Dantilus This, this entire trilogy is a... 
paradox, and if you, you you can't even begin to jump into it with time travel logic. Well, that's something that we yeah. that's something that we talked about in when we talked about War of the Twins too. Mm. What happened to the what happened to the voice of Fist and Dantalus in his head? Actually, yeah, you you, in, you raised in the, that question. In the entire in the entire legends. Yeah. What happened? Because he almost because throughout the chronicles he had a little bit of that split personality going where he was talking yeah. to himself all the time because he had he had that voice of fist mm. and well, in his head. So we talked about that last time. Where did it go? Yeah. I you know the entire time you were reading Brendan's comment here, I just pictured Doc Brown flipping the chalkboard over and trying to explain mm. how you can you know how the Back to the Future two time paradox worked, <laughs> and he, yeah. and we all sat there and went. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> sure yeah right, right. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna photo page Marty next to Marty, and we're gonna be okay with it. Right, right. <laughs> photo page. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna come in with like that horrible answer that nobody wants to hear is that like Weiss and Hickman just didn't think that far ahead. Like they didn't really know how to work that out, and we're just like, hey, readers well, will just fudge that. And I think that's kind of a lot of the real answer. But I think. Then it is. we can act. It's it's more fun a lot of times within universe to try to figure out how that works. And well, and I, have, I, I, have I just want to jump in quick with something similar from Doctor Who, where they say there are fixed points, fixed points in time. They had that where they had uh, Fist and Dandalus slash Raceland doing the war, and you know something blowing up. He just happened to live mm-hmm. through it, so that was right. a fixed point that was, you know, through. Fixed. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was one of those where yeah the. I guess the half of Fist and Analyst that invaded Raceland didn't get to him, but that's because he was already in Raceland. Right. So but is that I, his disembodied disembodied mind, or or what? And they or, don't have to have the conversation anymore because again, it's in his don't, head. Don't try to apply. So well, I have two <laughs> words. I have two words. <laughs> Why not? Can, it's I, fun. I have two words that can sum all of this up, <laughs> and that can give us a great explanation that we'll all understand. No, don't say it because I know what you're going to say. Magic. Oh, thank God. Kender. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say timey wimey wibbly wobbly. No, that's, that's like, another oh, doctor. Well, I, I don't like no, that. That's another what, doctor all, who all, the, all that yeah. all that explains this magic. Yeah, Kender. Good right. enough. There is an explanation that uh, Tad tried to come with. Uh, Tad. He, Tad. Hi, he's Tad. A, yeah, he says. Oh, I like that your initials are also Tad. <laughs> your first name's Tad, and your initials are Tad. That is actually really weird. Coincidence? I think <laughs> not. Uh, I actually have an answer for this. Be better one. if you had a wife named Muffy. He's got an answer. You want to hear it? <laughs> there's a there's references to split timelines in a few of the 3.5 source books. In the short story, there is another shore, you know, upon the other side by Roger E. Moore. The short story deals with an alternate crin where the king priests absorb the other god's power. In the same vein, Rayson gets his very own timeline where he does the same but accidentally destroys Kryn in the process. Hence, the desolate Ouroboros future that Karamon finds himself in later. It's a little back to the future and definitely a cop-out, but hey, I don't get a lot of chances to show off my useless mastery of lore much. (laughs) Um, But I actually was thinking kind of the same thing. I like this idea as, okay, so if the disembodied spirit of Fistendantilus is what embodied Raceland and got him to survive through everything, that is what's caused him to then survive, to be able to come back. And if you kind of, you know, go with, say, cosmic string theory and everything else, so every decision point can split into multiple universes. Well, that happened. He's changed so things. So by going and, back, but he's, it's, he's, now, he's now in a different section of the multiverse. Yeah, he's, I, I he, think, he's yeah, creating think, his own multiverse. I think he is right because... Okay. It, yeah, I like it, that. I in, actually yeah. like that. Too. In this yeah. book, Caramon does, does see his own that. corpse. Yeah, because yeah. so, yeah. yeah, when 
Yeah, Wait, so does he see his corpse? Right. Or, does he see his corpse or his gravestone? No, Tika, no Tika's gravestone. Tika's gravestone. Oh, okay. His corpse yeah. next. Okay. To uh, but anyway, yeah, that's right. That mm-hmm. that I think that's the most correct. But then Caramon and Taz being able to just jump between all of these at, as they would. I mean, again, yeah. magic. They have a magic device in a Kinder. <laughs> right. Sure, but I mean, you really, I'm, you really got to kind of go like it's. It it's really hard to have take try to make logic. T- try to take logic like when there's like magic involved. Yeah. I guess yeah. I'll... Well, and you have a kender. You can you can alter. You can. That's the whole reason why we got to apocalypse now, which we're going to talk about. Apocalypse, yeah. Apocalypse Grin. <laughs> apocalypse Apocalypse Grin. <laughs> yeah. Is you have a kender, so therefore with a kender you can do whatever you want to tie. Right. Mm. Um, I like this, Brendan. Uh, Chekhov's kender. Brendan exactly. comes back and says, "Well, I'm coming more around to the view that the only fiction whose time travel rules make any sense is Bill and Ted movies." <laughs> <laughs> He's got a valid point. Yeah. Plus the only interactions with death that make sense. That, as that, well. that is true. Andrew also comes in with uh, answering Brendan and says, I think it's just that time is a straight line for Raceland, even though he is jumping around in the timeline overall. And then that, I think that's exactly what Tad said is yeah. Raceland's on his own timeline now. Well, yeah, and, and I don't know if I'd call it a, a, a straight line, but he's branching it. Every time he's doing something well, different. Well, to, to Raceland is straight. Yeah, to yeah. him it's straight. Yeah. Everything but, else. But to everything else, it's branching. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's why. Uh, you can't go home again? I don't know. Um, oh, by the way... Uh, well, you can't unless you get caught in a rabbit the way, and then you have an hour. By the way, Club uh, Brendan replies to you, she's a Nazi, George. Uh, did, you <laughs> that was, did you see my reply? That was so funny. Yes. Unless she's hot. <laughs> uh, kudos, to, kudos to Brendan and kudos to you. Like the, yes. like the lady so in funny. Iron Sky. Then it's okay. Um, one last uh, long question here um, from Andrew. He says... From our last show, uh, I had this big problem with Caramon, and what does he know about what Raceland's plans are, right? So he says, so what does Caramon know? He just doesn't give a shizzle. He is totally numb and doesn't care if Race becomes a god or not. He's done with him. Totally done. Caramon is an escapist. Drown it in beer. Drown it in war. And ladies, when race would be mean, when they're just starting out. Now he wants to drown it in home life, presumably. As my Italian friend says... He is a mush. <laughs> he has no problem bashing heads. But standing up to race, nope. Sure, it would have been nice if Caramon had hacked race's head off. But he just can't. Like when your junkie sister keeps robbing you and you never stop letting her in. We talked about that. <laughs> we, we talked about that, about your one friend who comes over and it's a yeah. great time to spend with him. But you may wake up in your wallet and your TV are gone. I love Andrew's <laughs> expl- ex- explanation because I love it. Because I've always ha- hated that Caramon is... Always so into his brother, yeah. you know he can't he can't get past that, and it feels like his arc doesn't ever happen. But I like that. It's like yeah, Raceland is his junkie brother mm-hmm. that he just keeps letting come in and lay and, on the couch. And Caramon himself—that's a great point that Andrew made too. Yeah, y'all got any more magic? <laughs> is Caramon himself is a bit manic? Yeah, is is a bit manic himself? Right. Drown, you know. Okay, well I can't solve this stuff with my brother, so I'm gonna go fight a war. I can't right. solve this stuff yeah. with my brother, so I'm going to drink myself. Regardless of the morality of that war, I might, I might still be hung up on the morality of that <laughs> war. But yeah, I'm not going to deal with my brother. I'll just go kill a bunch of people. Yeah. But <laughs> or get a bunch of kills. Won't kill my brother, but yeah. Well, some, it gives you something to do. <laughs> when you you can't just something to do war. <laughs> <laughs> Have you looked at the human race? That's true. That's all yeah. it's about. That's true. <laughs> Hey, the good for absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. Hey, look at that grass over there. That looks greener. <laughs> oh, it's the same. Look at that grass over there. That looks greener. <laughs> 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 
This is true. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else on I, feedback? I think that's all I've got right now for feedback. All right. Well, I tell you, we have to get into stuff. We got songs. We got stuff to talk about. We have our first half of Test of the Twins. Woo! So let's go get another drink. Bob, Red is supposed to be served at room temperature. This fine young lady has another few goblets for us. This is a much better vintage this time. Trust me, this is a 228 from the Gully Dwarf province down the road. Mm, Oaky like a a soulless tree. Can you put some ice cubes in this? I love (laughs) her It's a a DeLorean, isn't it? Scales, you're always in my face. I might have driven a DeLorean here. I pull up a chair, friend. So here we are. Episode 23. Volume 3 of the Dragonlance Legends Trilogy. First half, first half-ish of the book. We're just going to kind of see where We're we get. see where we end up, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Before we hit the four-hour mark. Yeah. <laughs> test, test of the twins. Mm. Raceland v. Tachesis. Fight. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. I'm just yeah. giving you taglines. Bob, have you... What sort of... Parody of you wrangled up for us this time. Oh, I've got a good one. Oy. I mean, <laughs> we're short. We're short. <laughs> oh my god, I got Okay, so we're going with Caramon uh, as being our uh, leaving the trailer house in the sky. And there is no way that we can't end this. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like he died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's going all the way in up the there tree. to that trailer, trailer house up in the, the sky. <laughs> In the trees. Uh, he went and saw the big old world. He went and saw Istar and everything else. And now he's, he's, he's bringing her all back home. Shoot. And you got to do it in a big old finale climax with a little Charlie Daniels band. Yes, sir. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do up a little Charlie Daniels. Part. All right. Tune, all right. Up, tune up your fiddles, folks. God to kill, cause the Kender's crime had altered time, he thought his fate was sealed. When he stepped across the gateway with a cleric who was young and hot, Takesis turned into a sexy minx and said, you wanna come home or not? I guess you didn't know it, but I've had my dragon eyes on you, so have a care before you dare to tell me that I'm through. Now you're more powerful than Fisty Boy, but give Takesis her due, I'll blast a gaping hole into your soul, cause I think I'm better than you. The mage said, my name's Raceland, now let this fight begin. I don't fear your threat, you're gonna regret, cause I know I'm gonna win. Caramon, sharpen up your sword, be brave and swift and bold. Cause Raceland fights the pieces as the histories have foretold. And if you win, you'll spend your days with Tika, Lay, and Rod. But if you lose, your brother becomes a god. Kidiara saddled up her mountain, said to Palanthos we go, and fire blew from Sky's nostrils as he spread his wings and rose. And the citadel rose into the sky and it made a rumbling hiss. And of course the Draconians joined in and it sounded something like this.
approached old ten and said this battle must be won the dark one comes to claim this town our greatest fight's begun city gates fall and run boys run soft points of dark antennas undone that's what i carry my own the time flow down our treasury no kid no Closer, Jaws and Raceland knew that he'd been beat But Caramon saved the cleric on the ground at Raceland's feet Raceland said, Lady, my fate is sealed As his mouth broke in a grin I'm free at last, you abyssal bitch I redeem my soul from sin Delmar Lock, the tower is shunned Tassel, Peppershank, Citadel fun Caramon back home, Salisbury home Deke of love, all night fast, come slow Oh, you never know what they're doing. They're going to be flying over different roads, and I don't know. <laughs> you turned into Boom Howard. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I did. That was a straight Boom Howard. I did. You were. Just going to be all right there. Random. Cameron Brazier. Cameron Brazier. Well, you know what? We're going to sit around here. We're going to talk about what happened here, you know. And uh, if you're going to be a working class hero here, we're a bunch of blue collars sitting around here. We're going to start out with a with a hammer. Are we? Uh, yeah, none of us are blue collars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a hiring manager once said to me, boy, your collar's so white it's almost clear. <laughs> <laughs> so did I get the job? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but we're you know what? I, I, I'd, I'd love to watch, like, I don't know if we could make like a show about Young Clob. I'd watch that. <laughs> Just young to see what, what got you to here. Um, maybe Shameless. Um, no. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that's the reason you like shameless. it so much. <laughs> so yeah, uh, right away opening up this book, I, I'd already asked. I know Paul and I have the same copy. Right into the cover, there's this little teaser about Tannis getting stabbed and Taz and Caramon, I think, yeah. re- reading about right. it. No, this was, I think this was when, yeah, yeah, this was when they were reading about it. It was a weird little teaser to just throw in there. Yeah, and it's it's right. super out of nowhere. Yeah. So if you have a soft cover version, uh, companies like Bantam Spectra and Del Rey and all those would do this uh, back in the day and I guess even Is Wizards it? was still doing that where they just, you know, excise mm-hmm. uh, 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 something they think is exciting from the book and jam it in the front page. Just seemed confusing to me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is confusing because just looking at it that's, I, I didn't have this in my copy because I read the digital copy. It's, um, but it's, it's not. Cameron hissed and went on reading Astinus's Chronicles, so evidently it's just Cameron and Taz reading... Caramon! <laughs> what I, I called him Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cameron. It's Cameron and Taz reading a reading a section from the Chronicles, which yeah. is just weird. Yeah, it's, it's, and there's no, like, there's nothing really exciting other than he gets stabbed. 
It's like, oh, yeah, it's well, it's from only, the Chronicles. It's yeah. only for and those it's... of you, I think, who have the soft cover version. I don't even know if it's in the hard cover version. I know it's not on yours, Cloud. It's not in mine. So I think it's, uh, you know, uh, soft cover versions, they they come out after the hard covers usually, and they have more advertising-y stuff. Yes. Yeah, but if this them. was to entice people to read the book more, this would have probably made me go, um, Oh, you guys, what? Margaret dedicated it to Tracy. With Aww. heartfelt thanks for inviting me into your world. Aww. And Marge says did. thanks for inviting me into... Yeah, for tr Tracy inviting into yeah. his world? Yeah. Cause, well, because he did. It, Corinne is his. Oh, yeah. She it's just... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is uh, 1986 TSR Publishing. <laughs> All right. I, just, I was asking these guys, Bob, when you were grabbing a uh, sudsy beverage. Um, the map in the beginning, I feel like, has been the same for four books. <laughs> I don't like just to orient yourself. Nothing's changed, and it's okay. It's because there's always there's always going to be somebody who wants to refer back to the map. Mm. I haven't done it in this series so much, but there are times where you read the series and you're like, okay, how far is this? Right. Where 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 are they going here? I, and so I, I do enjoy, I do I, I do enjoy having my little Dora the Explorer map. I agree. I think <laughs> you need to have a map when you're going high fantasy. You need maps. Well, that's the thing. I've never Par used them, the but yeah, it is just something yeah. every book that if you're in the fantasy. I I prefer, yeah, I prefer that. something like, well, I mean, because we always just get all of uh, Anzalon or Krim. Anzalon. The continent of Anzalon. Yes, we always get all of Anzalon and not, I'd prefer something more local to what we're reading about. Okay. Oh, I get it. So there's more, more detail. detail. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I always enjoy, you know, playing D&D &D too. I always enjoy having that actual physical map to play on. Oh, God. Yeah. that physical yeah. map to look at, whether you're using miniatures or just you have mm -hmm. that actual map in front of you. Yeah. Little, right. One less thing for your brain. What I did handle. enjoy about the Chronicles is how their, their chapter art at the beginning of each chapter might show you what a draconian looked mm -hmm. like or things like that. I am missing it. This one, although... Uh, they, I do like it when we get into book two. Yeah, I we'll mean they they, they start to a little bit more sketchy, kind of you know. There's mm -hmm. a snake eating its tail, and then there's maybe a, there's a lot of however, pictures of however just, like, I feel light like, I, I know that the snake is eating its tail there, but I don't <laughs> feel the snake should have been in a figure eight, right? Because I was like, wait, this isn't chapter eight. I actually don't like oh, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I actually don't like the artwork uh, too much in in the beginning of these. Like we get a lot of as we go through here, then Raceland's eyes. And then Chris, I, and I feel are just kind of weird and sketchy, and I'm not a, a big fan of. But as much as in the, the, the I, chronicles, I thought were sharp did, and and really good. I was pumped, though. I do have to say that when we get to almost the end of this book, almost mm -hmm. the end of this pod, where we're going to be at the end of this podcast, and we get the hat, and I'm like. Oh yes! Oh yes! Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, yep. was, that was good. I did like that. I, I'm worried about what our feelings on this book are going to be because we're we're spending a lot of time talking about chapter headings. <laughs> we, we just don't want to get I will, into I will, it. Uh, so, <laughs> we, so we pick right up where we left off in, the, in more of the twins. And, and for, right. for the record here, uh, me going through this, I did a little. I did the audiobook again, but I also yeah. kept the book open and I did a lot of like scrubbing through it while they were. Mm. To reading see what it. they're cutting. Yeah, to see what they're cutting, and I would kind of pause it, go through and see what they cut, but that's that's my point of view on this one. Cool. I do like how I do like how we begin here with this short prologue too. The hammer of the gods. Right? Uh, there's a lot of recap of what happened in the last book, mm -hmm. but I'm okay with this time there being a recap because a lot time, happened. This time I'm cool with it, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, I think something that we're gonna point out here yeah. as we go through this as we go through especially book one. Book one felt like a recap of the entire series. Previously on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the entire episode. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 went, it went through a recap of Legends. It went through a recap of uh, 
of Chronicles for a little bit, right. and I, well, I'm and like, we've already, we should know this if we're in book six. Did we? Did <laughs> yeah, we talk yeah. about like the separation between Chronicles and Legends? No, I don't, I don't think so. The what is? What is it? Just two years between two years. in the book, or or I'm saying like an actual in publication. Time, time. Oh, I yeah. don't know. In time, time is there in the book? In the book, we start off Legends. It's two. Yeah, years I knew later. that. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, is there a big the, publication break or something uh, like that? Because I could understand like the recaps then. Yeah, I could, and then by the time we get here, I mean it's been like three, four years. Yeah, yeah. Even I though we time travel, no, I do know this. This book is eighty six. Yeah, no, for sure. This book is eighty six. Uh, the Dragons and, of Spring Dawning came out in eighty five. Yeah, uh, 84 is when the first one came out. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't so that they, long. So they were cranking them out about every year. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, more, as, than, I, I more mean, than that. They were... Yeah, well, right, but I mean, that. like, in terms of when these were coming out, you, you had Autumn coming out in 84. You finished off that series by 85, mm -hmm. 86. This was coming out. So there wouldn't have been a, a much of a span of oh, time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Did these... The entire Twins trilogy had to have come out in 86. Time of the Rip. Twins is February 86. Hold on. War of the Twins is May 1986. Oh my god, they cranked wow. these yeah. out. Yeah, Did they just they keep writing? I was going to say, you gotta, there is a slight feel when we look at some of these two, that, especially in Legends, that Legends is a book. Yes. Yeah. That it feels like one, one cohesive book that is yeah. divided, which I'll throw it out here now. I do feel that you feel that in mm -hmm. this one because I think this one is stretched out a little bit. Like yes. they didn't have enough material here and they're kinda there is an awful lot of retread. Yes. Yeah. But to go back to to yeah. go back to D and D too, this felt like one adventure. Yes. Yeah. Legends one continuous like, adventure. Legends felt like one conti continuous advent of adventure. Right. Um, however, with Chronicles, I can I, I I felt that divvied up more between. Um, yeah, well, hey, you remember when we did that uh, one session three years ago? Yeah. Let's 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 go back and see where those right. characters are now. Right. Right. Whereas this felt like that one cohesive. You've been playing this now right. for I, a set amount of time without a break. And I think a lot of that probably comes from just the nature of how it was written. If if Hickman had been playing an awful lot of D and D and was drawing upon a lot of his experiences to write the book, it feels like Chronicles was a lot of vignettes from the coolest stuff that they did as they were playing. You know, like, hey, yeah. remember that time we fought that dragon well, with the acid spit? That was cool. And remember that time that Michael Williams came up with that elevator that went up and down? That was cool. And remember that one time you created that crazy guy with a gem in his chest? That was cool. And then they just kind of, like, stitched it all together. I, where, yeah, this feels like the one, one thought-out campaign. Remember the one time you met that one black guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the metal I, arm! I will say, too, arm. there is one point that I know we will be discussing next episode that sounds very similar to that. Of Remember that time we did this? Let's put it in a book. <laughs> there so there's like there's going to be one guy. point that... that <laughs> yeah. By next episode, Hammer of Karis 2.0 is going to happen. Oh, boy. But that's coming next time. I'm excited. Did you, <laughs> you guys ever hear about that really old adventure with the gold dragon? <laughs> oh, you guys ever seen that really old movie, Aliens? <laughs> <laughs> but we have this whole recap where we talk about the whole battle that rages between the hill dwarves and mountain dwarves. That Hammer of Karis shows up. And I love it because he just Karis just throws down the hammer eventually, walks away from it all. And then we got a recap of Raceland I mean, going through the portal. Yeah. I, and I do like it because what we always talked about is we want a battle 
Yep. Here's a battle. We finally right. well, get a, a battle. I mean, were, were we, we were already in that battle, though. Were we actually? I don't remember. It, it seemed like it was very segmented oh, in that maybe battle. A different point it of was, view. Yeah, it this was, was a yeah. different point of view. It's something like that. It's just a good way of getting us back into the universe. Right. But all in and, all, I think, yeah, it's like four pages. It jumps us back into the universe. I, I was fine with it. And it, this. And it yeah. gets us back to our unbearded dwarf. Yeah, who, like who, I do like this. Who's character. finally just throwing down? Who's finally just throwing down and getting on his griffin or his horse or whatever and piecing the heck out of here? There's who would have ever thing. thought that Bob at the table would have been okay with Karis and his hammer? <laughs> but, <laughs> I, but I'm liking all of this. But let's jump into chapter one. We open up with because uh, I mean I've been waiting. What happened to these guys? Right, Taz and Caramon. Uh, Tass. I better make sure that Tass. we get this right. Tass and Caramon. Uh, they're um. They show up on this just gray landscape. Gray right? and ashy. Tass thinks that he's on the moon. And he yeah. just starts blathering I, about I, it. I, I, I was thinking <laughs> about a moon when we went, and I couldn't help it. I'm just sorry. It just popped into my head. And he almost gets struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> How does Tass know what the moon surface looks like? He doesn't. Yeah. He just wants to go no, there. But, yeah, but then we also, is, I, is this in chapter one here? Um, Kendrick can just summon a map of the land. Yeah. Like oh, Because oh. he just like sits there and just thinks about it. Where I the, missed where this. The, where the crap was this? Well, no, because he was the map guy. Yeah, he always had all the he maps. He always had all those maps. But it's, but it's so just like, all, just, all of a sudden, it's just a thing. Like, he now can he's just, just go going like, in his memory. Yeah, he's just like, he's going into his mind palace and like whipping a map out. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just, I know it's it's cool. I don't have a problem with it, but like, why? Hey, hey, why hey, has this hey, not come Why in volume before? three of hey, the second hey, trilogy? Hey, I, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of stuff and I was in the abyss for a while, so I've grown. Wasn't somebody's uncle or something? You know what, Luke? I don't... No, at all. But my guess would be is that they probably made a bunch of source books for this stuff, and ah. that's an ability that's in a source book, and they're just paying homage to it. That is an ability, at least I know in Five E, where you can always remember things that were yeah. said and the time. Oh, that, that's, yeah. that's about it's thirty years off from all this. I know it is, but <laughs> it's it's great for Dungeons and Dragons fans. It may yeah. be detrimental to logic, Maybe, but whatever, or whatever. you know, the flow of a story. But yeah, um, but I, I, okay, and I'll ask you this for you guys right now. I automatically jumped to, I, I knew they weren't on the moon, but I automatically yeah. jumped to, oh god, they're in the abyss now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess I, I really, I had no idea. It, it's hard for me to remember when I first read this what I thought, but I, pretty quickly, I mean, I knew that they were going ahead in time, and I'm pretty sure, like, you know, you know that this well, is a destroyed to figure, future world. It started to figure yeah. out, and then all of a sudden, and then we get into the Mad Max post-apocalyptic without any people in it, and right. we're walking by bodies, and we're doing I like stuff. all this. Mm. I, I do. I like all this. I like the, you know, oh my god, those are the big trees from Solus that uh, don't yeah. exist anymore. And yeah, that slow realization of where they actually were. It was uh, a good build-up. I expected it to be more, We well, we find out here pretty soon. I Solus got wrecked. I expected, it <laughs> yeah. to be, I expected it to be more than two years. Right, right. Because they're in 358 right now. Right. Um, a, a lot of this, though, I like. I love the look of all this. And all these chapters, like chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, this is all the same stuff. Um, it does start to get drag on a little long for me. It does. But you know what? It's that good, creepy stuff that these two do really do well. Do really well. Yeah. Only, well, only however, small... Well, I guess not really small complaint. Um, the art for chapter two was Tika's gravestone for my book. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're back, back on. Uh, back to hey, ruining what's but coming up. They didn't write it out in the title, at least. Well, they didn't for the have chapter to. because the, the gravestone says. <laughs> a I know. I know. Words. It is. It, it, <laughs> when I saw that too, I was like, "Well, and okay." Who knows? And who knows when we're bouncing around in time and what timeline we're actually in? Right. And, right. And know. this is what we we had talked about in Tavern Talk, where Caramon finds. 
his own corpse. Yes. And, but I do agree with you, Bob. I felt like I was slogging through the mud for a while with I them agree. as they were slogging. Yeah, well, the because mud. they just throw in those little kind of like, oh, they fell down a sinkhole. Oh, they like like the little kind of yeah. dangery elements that aren't really super interesting. I actually had to go back and reread. Because yeah. I'm like, why is he making a crutch? I don't know either. I agree. I that, had that, that in my was, notes. That too. was weird. Yeah. Even even listening to the audiobook, that was weird. Yeah, I'm like, so why yeah, why does he have a crutch? And I, then that doesn't ever play out, does it? No. Because like, well, I was like, well, is, he, is he gonna be wrecked for like when he has to face Raceland, so there's this comes into play? No. It, it's just an inconvenience. That's I feel all it it's is. just like, hey, uh, visually in our heads, we like the look of like Caramon staggering around. Well, adds and, distress and, to it, maybe. And, yeah, and again, it's the your wounded oh, warrior. Oh, hey, you you walk by a sit, you walk over a sinkhole, you fall into the sinkhole, roll the land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rolled, he rolled in that okay, one. You rolled your ankle. You have to yeah. you have to deal with that okay. now. I make okay. a crutch. Yeah. Roll, roll your dice, not your ankles. Yeah, I hope that's not how they plan that out because that does. I feel it's weak when they fall back on D and D tropes to kind of pander to the audience. I feel that weakens the I narrative. Agree. I agree. You know, at times. At times, not all at the time. Times. They have you have to know when to use it, right? Um, but yeah, we're Ooh, kinda, that would have been another one we could have used. Yeah, I mean, we still win. could. We still could. No win to fool them. No win to cast a spell. Oh, jeez. No <laughs> um, so anyway, they fall. Like you said, they fall into a grave. Everybody's dead. It's an open grave with everybody. Um, Caramon finds his crudely made hammer, and this is kind of how he knows where he is at. He doesn't want to admit it, but he knows that he is in solace. Right in chapter two, that he finds yeah. his hammer. Um, Taz finds an obelisk sticking out of the mud, like you said. It's Tika's gravestone, and Caramon finds its own body. So, uh, jumping into chapter three already. Which has got to be, I, I, I would have liked more time focused on that. Yeah. Because that has to be a surreal thing. Yeah. I Even uh, with all the jumping around through time, it I felt like it was never addressed, and I felt that could have been a growing moment for Caramon as a character, mm-hmm. is going into something about understanding his own mortality. Right. Um, I need to fix this so that Tika and I can be together in life. Or just more, more of a little dwelling about finding your own corpse on your wife's grave. Right. You know, I, I feel like there's a missed opportunity here. Because this book focuses very much, and granted, these are the twins' books, but it focuses a lot on the relationship of Caramon and Raceland. So much so that <coughs> I feel it's at the detriment of the relationship of Tika and Caramon. Because... I agree. When I've always thought Caramon and Tika had this really strong, great relationship. And then I liked that it was kind of thrown down a pit a little bit at the beginning of this series. But I feel like for the rest of this series, Caramon's been running around time frames, not really... Well, we don't get a lot of Tika what? stuff. We don't get him pining away for Tika an awful lot. Even to the point when he comes and finds her grave, I was waiting for this huge moment of what he feels about seeing his wife's grave and that he has been a drunk and been flitting around time this whole time and and now here she is dead. None of that comes to be. And I feel it it strips then a lot of power away from the end of this book when we end up back with Tika at the end. I'm like, well, hey, 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 hey. Caramon was just out for a little romp. (laughs) And and he's back. Well, hey. It is one of those where you want Caramon to have more of an emotional reaction, but I feel like at that point... His character arc 
I mean, you guys have said it. I like some of the character arcs, but his is kind of flat. Or it's, even, yeah. or, or even have Taz have more of a reaction. Yes, yeah, right. somebody somebody have, should really not be just, broke not up. Not just about this. hey, hey, I think this is you. And oh, it's sad Tika's gone. But I think this is you. I mean, we've seen we've we've seen Taz grow as a character. We've seen him grow kind of beyond that Kender where he cares, where he cares. Yeah. So either one of them, I wanted I wanted a little bit more of this. Right. And again, how horribly tragic is it to find your own body right. leaning against your wife's gravestone for but, crying out But loud. I feel there's a weird narcissistic focus on Karamon's body. Like, my body's on yeah. the grave of Tika. Not like, oh my god, it's Tika's grave. Like, I feel there should have been a real breaking point here. Or what, uh, are, you we- but what are you wearing right now? That was the other thing my head jumped to. Yeah. Is, what is Karamon wearing right now? Should he have pillaged his own corpse? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> to be better armed for this battle with Raceland? Yeah. 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 Or was he a fat drunk when he was dead? Uh, he, yeah, it's, it's true. It, it's, it's, a, it's his armor from the end of the Chronicles. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that, actually, that would have been much smarter. He didn't huh. roll correctly. He didn't. He, <laughs> no, yeah. no, he did not get, he did <laughs> not get that intelligence I roll. I pillaged the corpse. One, you don't find anything. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot how to undo the buckles. But they don't have a lot of... We, we, we get a little bit of a callback here to Dragon's Winter Night. He refers to this as his waking dreams, his waking nightmare. Going back to the... Uh, is it Sylvan, Sylvanesty? Oh, yes. The, the Nightmare City. Yeah. That's something I wrote down. Yeah. There's an hourglass in the with, sky. With Lorak. This, I think, is cool. That, yeah, I think this yeah, is super Yeah, I like this. This, I think, is super sweet, cool. Yeah. To keep Actually, the I, dragon... I wrote down dope. Yeah. <laughs> Takesis' dragon is fading out. We have Paladine's dragon yeah. up there, and then next, and then in there too, we just we have an hourglass and I am shining brightly at yeah. this point. You know, and then and this I huge think that's cool. This huge storm comes up. It's very apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah. Do you really what, like? Do you know what they don't refer to though? The scales are gone, or that, that oh, the yeah. scales are there at all. Yeah. No, they don't talk about that. Like Gideon is just. Ooh. That's that's an interesting point. That I wonder if that was very intentional. Yeah. Because there's no balance anymore. That could be. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no balance. Because instead of, instead of good Paladine, evil Tachesis, we now have good Paladine, evil Tachesis, evil Raceland. Yeah. So therefore, we don't. T- that's an excellent point. I, I wonder if that. Well, was isn't very it isn't it true? Even when they're on top of the tower, then when we'll find Parsalian is entrapped and everything else, Astinus is writing his final. Mm-hmm. Line in the book, and he's about to close the book. Yeah, he, that, he's what, about that was the, to end it. He was going to end it, so that would be that, the end of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. As there is no the, more as, balance. There as, is no as, more as balance. You, as you were the first, you shall be the last. Yes, and yeah. So he is now the Omega, and now he's fading out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. I like that. Now, when Astinus dies, does he just kind of disappear, or is it just like uh, <laughs> we'll never know? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Because that is one thing Source I've always book. thought of. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's it, he's kind of he is, is he doing a the god, Back to the Future basically. thing, where just one hand goes out. Yeah, yeah. He's looking at it's, a picture of himself <laughs> with Paladine. <laughs> just reliving the good old memories, and then just kind of. There's slowly. one of those like medieval-looking Bayou tapestries up there, and, and he's slowly fading out. Like he doesn't have a head anymore. He's writing. He's writing the next. He's writing something in the book, and then all of a sudden, his hand like fades out, and the pen drops. <laughs> We've got to fix the time, Marty! (laughs) (laughs) Marty! um, I can't exist without a hat. Actually, actually, I could... I could see Christopher Lloyd playing Fizzbuck. Yes, I could. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he could. Yes, he could. That'd be awesome. Even now, when he's like 107 years old. (laughs) 
Um, so, hey, we get some dates here. Caravan realizes in chapter 3 that they are in the future. 358 instead of 256. 356. Yeah, it hasn't been... Oh, sorry, 356. <laughs> years. Uh, when they left. Yeah, it's, only, it's been uh, two years since they left. Yeah, somehow. they left 350. Or they right. left 156. 356. 356. It's 358. Yes. Yes. But they originally left uh, 256. Because it was two hundred years, or it was a hundred years before this. Oh no, they only jumped a hundred years, so it was one fifty-six. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean back when they went to? Because the cataclysm, yes. they jumped to a hundred fifty, or they jumped to hundred fifty-six, and then they jumped two hundred years into the now. Because they were originally the now? cataclysm was three hundred fifty-six years ago. Okay. And then I'm they. Ta- jumped, I'm taking your word on it. Yeah. I don't and then they jumped a hundred. Oh, people I, are going to be writing it. If any of this is wrong, write it in. Let us know. We'll. It says with a sigh, Tass lifted his head. 358, he read in a dull voice. Oh, yeah. And his no, eyes I... opened wide, 358. Karaman, it was 356 when we left Solace. <laughs> so, yeah, all of this happened within just two years. Just a complete wipe, basically. Which there's no balance left. Nuke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, you nu- yeah nu- when you nuke a planet, it's going to be pretty immediate. Right. Very right. true. Yeah. Mad Max, what, what was it? The original Mad Max was supposed to take place in like 2007 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, we have this scene though where Caramon is thinking about his last moments with Raceland and he doesn't care if he becomes a dark god <clears throat> or not. And again, I'm just still kind of swimming with my issues with Caramon and uh, uh, just the fact that he knows that Raceland is now a dark god and, and not really wanting to take responsibility. He's taken responsibility for Raceland his entire life and now his brother is destroyed everything. <laughs> He's ever had. Well, and this was, a t- and I could see this being a, oh, because he walked away, I'm walking away, I'm going home, you do what you need to do, all of a sudden we're back, we're, we're up here in 358, because he walked away, oh crap, I caused this. Yeah, but yeah. I don't feel like he takes responsibility for that necessarily right away. Like, he's just like, eh. I don't think he ever takes responsibility yeah. for that. He He knows then what he must do. But he doesn't say, like, yeah. I caused this. It, it, he thinks However, it probably Tass would have happened. Does, Tass does take responsibility yes, for that. Oh, yeah. So we do get a while of depressed Kinder here. Right. Going, just, oh, God, I killed the world. Right. Which is weird. Well, and I a do depressed think, Kinder is just off. I know. I do think that maybe a lot of what's happening then as we go into Chapter 4 is uh, why maybe the reactions aren't what I wanted to is because now we've got the time device. And I feel like he knows he can keep using it. He's got the DeLorean. So he's like, oh, my wife's dead. There's my body. I screwed everything up. We're going back in time to fix this. Like, he, he's he got kind of a get-out-of-jail-free yeah. card. Well, and he always has a kinder with him, which is the immediate get-out-of-jail-anything-can-happen. We've got a kinder. We don't know what's going to happen, but we can fix it. Well, yeah, because I can go back and change time now because I have the kinder with me. Exactly. So, like, if Tass died somewhere, would that they would just be screwed then, wouldn't they? Yes. Because <laughs> if, like, they went to the future and all of a sudden Tass got hit by the lightning dies, well... Shoot, we're screwed. <laughs> so we're on. But at least you could go back and live. You just can't change anything. Oh, okay, all right. right. He's got that going for him, which so, is nice. So Caramon knows in Chapter 4 that he is going to go into the abyss, but he needs to see Parsalian. So Caramon activates the device, and they appear outside of the forest surrounding the tower. So you know, they have to get through the forest. Which, I, which again, to me, is a roll. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the teleportation time roll. You made it to, you made it to the correct time. But you didn't quite hit your physical destination. 
Yeah, because I never thought how D and D it was now until now you're telling me. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of dice rolling in this one. Okay. There is, there is, and it, like we talked about it on previous episodes, where Luke has transported our, our characters different places, and I got dropped off in a forest five miles from where I was supposed to be. Could have been worse. Could have been the ocean. Sorry. <laughs> as, as a fun little aside here, I I, I googled Dragonlance timeline. Um, oh boy! And I found this that there are. A couple of different, I guess, timelines. I'll put them in quotes, air quotes with my fingers. Um, and this book, War of the Twins, occurs in a timeline that's called the Alt Cataclysm. So I'm assuming the alternative cataclysm. Cataclysm, cataclysm part two. Not the fisty um, cataclysm. Or, or just the cataclysm, yeah. I, I guess. I don't... There's pre-cataclysm, alt cataclysm, the Chronicles, Legends, Age of Mortals, and that looks like those are the timelines. But this this trilogy actually exists in multiple. Um, I wish we had just like the, really cool. Well, because as we were talking about earlier, you constantly have those branches going off. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's it's not as cool as I once thought it was because it's it's. How called, many of you guys? This is a weird throwback. How many of you guys ever watched the old PBS show Story Lords? I loved Story I Lords. I, I don't know if that was on when I was. That I, they, they're they're a little young for Story, Story Lords. Lords. Yeah, Mister Mister Rogers and Reading Rainbow with were my, the were evil my Thor Zool. But um, the 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 little kid on there uh used to have this little like um, what was it, a ring? That then he could talk to what looked exactly like Obi Wan Kenobi. I wish we had one of those things. And when we get upon questions like this, we could just bring up the Dragonlance Canticle guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Just> I will <laughs> say I'm impressed that they have all of this like information written out. You and can download it as a PDF, an Excel file, um, or you just print it. Well, there you go. I'm good with you just having it. But hey, it's actually, it's actually really cool. We're back to trying to get into the tower, okay? So they stumble upon the corpse of Boo Boo. Oh, this actually yeah, that's made weird. me. This yeah. is weird I, to me. Yeah. I'll be honest, this actually made me a little sad. Really? At this point, I was kind of like, oh, she died. I'm with I Cloud that always it show was up. kind of out of nowhere, so I, I, had, no, I didn't she see had no reason to be here. No, yeah, exactly. I, I was just going to ask, were, were they going through Pax Darkest? Because this is. The the audiobook kind of jumped around a little. No, bit this here. is no. like this is in Solace, the, or yeah, just outside the of forest. Or the, the 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 forest surrounding. Oh no, the tower. I'm sorry. No, it's the yeah, forest is, surrounding the tower. The, yeah, yeah, the Pax Pax Tarkus. or no, no, Wait, sorry, Wayrith. No, Palafoss. Yes, yeah. I, all of the words. All of the words. <laughs> the forest of Wayrith. Uh, yes, 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 thank you. Yeah, I, yes. So I she shouldn't be here. I, I, that I know No, because Parsalian teleported her back. <laughs> yeah, I know. But unless, also, Karamon shouldn't be there either. Unless, <laughs> unless at some point she was want, she spent all this time wandering back here because she was trying to get to the Dark Tower to get to Raceland. Mm -hmm. And she has the gem that Raceland gave her. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It was just one it's of those rollback. That's what it was, and it was one that I I was surprised about and went, oh wait. No. All right, the and then thing, just kind of moved the only on. Thing I d was okay with is I was okay with I, I was okay with Tass pocketing the gem. Of course, <laughs> of, like, well, he, she's dead. I don't want the rat. He <laughs> has to. He has to do that. It's just like, oh, this gem fell in my pocket. No. And I feel really bad saying this, but Boo Boo has never worked for me. No, I've never liked Boo Boo, and I've never liked the relationship between for like Mason a hot, and for like a hot second when they were in that tower during. Uh, Time of the Twins. I think that's okay. the, that only the only reason I liked her. For me. It was. It, yeah. I was okay with her for her for her little B story in the Chronicles. Yeah, that's the yeah. only time uh, I yeah. liked her. That's that's yeah. the only time that it worked for me. She, Is, she yeah. doesn't seem like the character to me to have been brought back in Legends and keep appearing. Like mm -hmm. like again, we've talked about how garbage fraggles seem like they shouldn't have the ability to actually survive living. <laughs> 
True. So, but, so the fact hey, that they but, keep showing up in fighting also, battles. But they're also the ones who will eat anything, can digest anything, and can, you know, yeah, just, yeah, right. just, they're tough just survive. They're yeah. like, they it's just the, repopulate like rabbits. They're just really horny. <laughs> well, and I, I would think they even make, I think they even make the drop in here about the gully dwarves were probably the last to go just because of the fact that they live in garbage. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> But we're still, I mean, we're running through chapters, chapter five, and we are still with the same people, Caramon and Tass. Uh, they decide to go through the, the forest and meet up with the Womp and Willow. Which, which <laughs> I, was okay, I, I was okay with the way this was set up at this part of book one, because I, don't, I didn't want the bounce back and forth at this point. Mm -hmm. I, want, if you, I wanted to stay with those characters for a while. Okay. I, want, you, I wanted to be able to do that, wait for another time so that I could stay with the Raceland and crew or I could stay with those other characters longer. So what did you think about, though, they're going through the uh, forest of Weyrith and, you know, they're getting attacked by this whomping willow and all of this kind of stuff? I, I thought it was pretty cool that, like, it seemed like, you know, everything's dying and, like... Right. In, my mind had painted this picture of, like, the forest of Weyrith's magic, like, malfunctioning. Like, yeah. it's just kind yes. of... It's not hidden anymore. Right. It's just there. Like, the trees well, are just attacking stuff. Well, I think something's weird about well, it, it's, it, it's, like you're, it's like you're in the space station that's been half destroyed, so every mm -hmm. now and then, like, the door closes yeah. and the sparks <laughs> go <laughs> off on the side. Right, right. <laughs> She's just, like, trying to close constantly. But, but Caramon's able to talk them out of... Like, the Whomping will stop attacking him by being like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Raceland's brother, and I'm his only hope. Well, oh, like yeah, kinda, you, you still have that charm on you. Yeah. And so that, that mm -hmm. that's kind of the way I took it. Yeah. I almost had a moment. I had a couple moments in here because I kept talking about the force being the same but being absolutely different. Yeah. Well, which one? <laughs> yeah. And I, but I was, So I was kind of waiting for almost a description of, okay, everything else is dead except the dead force that killed people is now alive. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's like everything else. And then it's like, oh, no, it's dark and it's still dead. But I like that description, Luke. I like that description of the malfunctioning yeah. magic. Yeah. Yeah, I really... Well, or, or were you thinking of um, the other one, the one in Palanthos? That was the dead one. This is the one that just kind of like right. moved around and really wasn't right. anywhere. Yeah, yeah so this was the one that followed the tower. Both yeah. of these forests, they yeah. kept talking about they're the same, but they're vastly different. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. But uh, there is another beautiful song. I don't know if we want to do a rendition of <laughs> Ooh. The light in the eastern skies is still and always morning. It alters the renewing air into belief and yearning. Yeah, yeah, and Lux rides up like angels. Like angels lock us in from sunlight grass as bright as gems into the cradling wind. Oh, Michael well, Williams, uh, what, you, what yeah, you do to us with these that, wonderful that was, sonnets uh, that you create. Inter interesting, let's just say that. <laughs> I like how he references Shakespeare's 29th sonnet on this. What? <laughs> oh, he does? In the annotations? Yeah, in the annotations. Yeah, Shakespeare rears his head what? once again in, in reference to these. They are beautiful. So I feel like this should be in every English classroom in America. <coughs> there should be <clears throat> William Shakespeare right next to Michael Williams. The whole book of Michael Williams. I think poems. I think we know if we walk in the club's room tomorrow, it's gonna be there. How about no? <laughs> <laughs> so what uh what do you guys what what chapter was that in? That was five. That was five. Okay, I have nothing for five. The audiobook skipped five. You what? didn't hear the song? They didn't do a rendition of the song? <laughs> no, no, they did not. Oh I, 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 if you guys go onto YouTube and, and listen to this, there are like 
it's definitely from the 80s. There's a lot of these, like, really odd, like, Scooby-Doo, like, I don't know, like, a musical cues. Really? Like, these weird, like, swelling, like, doodle-doo. Like, I, I don't know, it's real. I, maybe that's the one. Were there the old record books to these? Yeah, the maybe. Record books yes, when, yes. when you turn the page. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it didn't tell you when to. T- well, I guess maybe it did, but maybe this has been edited. I don't know. But the, these guys do voices I don't for think him. There's and actually, his Raceland is, like, kind of similar to mine. Oh, nice. really? It's yeah. kind of well. funny, but I. Yeah, no, it's. It's well, not as bad as the ones that I had, I had listened to for the Chronicles. You you did not miss much in Chapter 5. Basically, uh, the trees allow them to go through. Yep. They emerge from the forest. All three moons are visible, even New Atari, because there is no longer any balance. Evil predominates. But we start getting this, like... So maybe, they that, keep, maybe, maybe that's another hint that those scales are gone. Right, exactly. Yeah, they, they really but you, they keep hearing these these screams, right? They, there's this horrible scream that's happening, which I think is awesome. And at, Well, and... This leads to kind of what Luke was talking about because this became a total Scooby Doo moment for me. I I hated initial, this moment and then it becomes moment. better. Yeah. yeah. So chapter six. Like, this forest is real spooky, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> so Club. What row, Riesling? So Club, as we go into chapter six, what is the scream? Well, we what they're hearing screams and they're all freaked out and then they walk up and it's the gate, the the main gate. The one side oh. is off and it's like blowing in the wind, going. Why could somebody put some grease on that? <laughs> Jinkies, I gotta get out of here. Um, hey, my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> oh, every episode. God. Hey, uh, let's split up, gang. Get rid of Velma. Um, no, you know, to get rid of Velma. Velma and Shaggy were banging. You know they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could hide blunts in her weird sweater. <laughs> look, look, look at that skirt, and I guarantee you. Just like Fred always split up with Daphne because they went off to have sex. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Nothing was, under was, that skirt. He, he always went. He always went off with both the girls, though. He was hanging out. Yes, with he did. Hey, what he does, he what he does on his personal time is up to him. Yeah. You know, you check out that that, that ass, van they're driving around. That ass got wear and weirdo. We don't want to get to this book. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> okay, we so we get to we the do gate. keep going on tangents. We get to the gate. We think the screams are the gate. We go past the gate and we keep hearing more screams. Yeah. yeah so I was initially really ticked off because I remembered reading this. I'm like, I swear somebody was getting tortured. What? It's a gate. Oh, I hate this. Um, <laughs> but no, there. There is somebody then eventually getting tortured, right? We we end up going up to the top of the tower. And oh, the great paw sailing. And we get yes. to, and we get to our stinger. Our our stinger. Which what a great scene. We have always said they do dark well. Oh, it's oh fantastic. Just weird. Too. Horrible. It's, they kept because they keep describing Parsalian as well. He's human above the waist, and they say it like four times before they describe the fact that he's a block of marble, <laughs> uh, which is awful. Yeah, oh my from, from the waist down, yeah. and I, I I see so many biological things with that, but magic. Yeah, um, yes. Um, yes. but yeah, but they do say it like four times in here. I'm like, well, what's wrong with the rest of his body? Uh, yeah, exactly. Is and he just hanging there? Is the upper half? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Right. Yeah, and, and, I was waiting for him to be like chopped in half, something like that, not marble. Right, and I like that Asinus is there being forced to write down now the end of the world. Well, of I mean, course, because he has to observe yeah. it firsthand. Exactly, things have gone to heck. He no longer has his. He no longer has his crystal ball. He no longer has cable at the library, <laughs> so he's got to go out into the world well, and, watch, think, and watch the game live. I think right. even if he did have cable back at the library, this is the last thing that's going to happen on Kryn. So you yeah. want to see it live? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this. I'll is, buy tickets to it. Let's go. This is an awesome visual. It really sets up. And I some like how cool. he's just sitting there during the torture, writing it down. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I believe the idea here is that it's kind of against his will. I mean, this is what he does, but I mean, this... Uh, He's been brought here, and he's being put down. This is going to be the final moments of the world, so he, yeah. he, he's here for the final right. moments of would the world. Would he help, though, do you think? Oh, he's not like, allowed to. I, yeah. yeah, I know he's, he's not, not allowed, but... Well, I guess, not that he's not allowed, he just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah he just wouldn't do it. Yeah, so no, that's even... Not, he, that's not my job. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. that 100%, I'm just going to write down what happens. He is, he... Okay... But he does a little bit in here just because he gets into this conversation with Raceland. He's ticked about it. He tells Raceland off and tells him exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. to yeah, him. Yeah. Which, in a way, you could look at is him trying to talk Raceland out of this. But, but yeah, I mean, no, he, he, he is a Wahoo. He is yeah. one of the watchers who is just chronically. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. he, he could not want to stop. He could not want the world to end. No, yeah, he doesn't yeah. want. But he doesn't want to do, lose his job. Yeah, he's not going to do anything about it. Well, he's going to lose because, like, because, like, now this is it. But, but he can't what, do what anything. He, to, he can't do anything to affect to affect the no, timeline. I agree. What does he do though? Does he? What, he closes the book and just like goes into his Odin sleep or whatever. Like, what does he? Yeah, we're we gonna get uh, like. Is, Have is you there, seen the end of Infinity War? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is is there just? Uh, does he put the book down and then yeah. it's it's uh, Astonis the After Years? Right. What, which do we, I, what do we get? Which for me <laughs> sometimes sets up the problem of having truly neutral characters is in the end they become just frustrating. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like, he's, well, they're, you're just going to write it all down and just let the whole world just fall to evil. Um, what is Raceland even a hope anymore? Like, we've gotten... One thing that does confuse me sometimes is why is Raceland now continuing with what he's doing? Because we we know Raceland wanted to take down the gods, but even when he talked to Chrysania, I don't believe that he was lying a lot of times when he was talking about the downtrodden and, like, how he kind of felt. That's, but that's why, he's a, that's why he needs to erase the, erase the entire board. Yeah. So you think he believes oh. he can go back and yeah, restart he does, he everything? D- he yeah. does talk he about talks creating. About yeah, that. that's he talks true. about yeah. Better Stinger. Yeah. He talks about the true. fact that I will create and I will make better people. Right. True. And people will be better to each other because I have I will create them and they will be they will be wonderful true. and they will worship true. me. And that was where Asinus talks to him about evil doesn't create, evil only destroys. Yeah. That's why you need the balance, is you need something you're you're never gonna have something to create because only good creates. Yeah. Without the balance, you don't have anything to destroy. That's why you're gonna be in the void forever. Right. It's true. True. Raceland kind of is pulling a Noah's Ark here, where yeah, definitely he yeah. just wipes everything out. So did he just once again steal from his religion? <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and, and then no, I actually I think he's stealing from his religion in another way. In that the idea of that Satan's sin against God is that he wanted to be like God, and that maybe Satan yeah. wants to yes. do the same thing. Is that okay, Satan yes. wants to Thank pull you. down everything God created, destroy it all? Yeah. And rebuild everything in his image, and that so say again. I would go with Raceland is Satan, okay. and and there's mentions in here of um, within our stinger and within other places about the gods being that absentee father, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, yeah, the absentee gods. They will worship me because I will be more involved with them. I will be more involved in their life, and that is the definite. Right. That is the definite. Uh, whether you're talking Milton, Paradise Lost, you're talking yeah. Christian theology, that is the definite, you know, Satan to God references. I will make more people, but I will take care of them. You're just ignoring everybody, and you give them this damn free will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Free will. Why? Why would you do that? 
yeah. which works for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, the, yeah. the wrestling goes on about his plan. Well, I guess, yeah, he's going to destroy Takesis. Krasani is dead. She died on the planes yeah. of the abyss. Well, yeah, he sucked her dry. Well, yeah, and we were even told he's going to step over her body. And, <laughs> and he's going to go kill Paladine. And I, I uh, will say, though, this got a little, um, a, this, this got a little James Bond action movie for me. Yep, that's what as, I was thinking. As, as let the, me explain as the, my plan. As the villain... Let me. I'm going to kill you, but let me explain my plan yeah. to you first. And yeah. write it, and have Astinus writing it all down the yeah. entire time. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter to him because, again, like you said, Club, he's wiping the mm-hmm. slate clean. It doesn't matter. The books are only there for him. Like he's True. going to just gloat in his own glory, reading um, his own book because he it. doesn't. Because he he doesn't know that there's a. Uh, there's a there's a warrior and a kinder on their way, which is what ends up happening, right? Just like our stinger, uh, Parsalian bursts into flame and he's burning, and says Raisin must not be allowed to leave the abyss, right? Oh, but Caramon is terrible. Just what? It's an awful description. I mean, yeah. in, in a good way. In an yeah. awesome yeah. way. Again, yeah. dark and disgusting and terrible. Yeah. Weiss yeah. and Hickman do very yeah. well. Burning, melting flesh. It yeah. is awesome. Bubbling stuff. eyes. And, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Just an open maw of a mouth. As he's screaming must this. not be allowed to leave the abyss. Yeah. This would be so cool to see, I think, in non... In like old, like old school, but well done... Real special effects. I in agree. The movie. Well, I I won't lie. I feel like this might be. I mean, this is very close to the time of uh, Raiders. Raiders of the Lost. Oh yeah. Ah. Yeah. So I feel this is the face melting scene, and 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 they're going, oh, would that be awesome? Let's get a guy melting. <laughs> you know, Yo, like let's a stick up butter. Guy. Let's melt a guy like uh, butter. To be truthful with. I will tell you, with fire, that is what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> that I agree. Is quite literally, what happens. I agree. Burn like you a candle, burn, you, like a fat, the fat. Yeah. 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 But this is awesome stuff, but we are on to book two. Already? Here we go. Volume three, book two. Well, a little prologue before <laughs> book two. I was confused by this because I read the prologue. Yeah. Not even, I was just reading and not even thinking about it, and then all of a sudden I got chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just read? <laughs> so we get a stroke out for a minute. What happened? <laughs> so we get Night of the Black Rose, which is a bit of a retread. I think there maybe is uh, maybe some more information here, but uh, we've already gotten this story. Uh, I don't of Lord for, for the scoreboard retread number two. <laughs> there's a lot of retreading uh, in this AI, uh, and there's virgins, and I raped a chick. Yeah, we've <laughs> seen I mean, all, yeah basically. We have seen all this. I mean, I even used the whole. I told her I loved her. The whole yeah. All of she that for kid. an intro a while. Uh, she had a kid, I Chronicles. still had a wife. It was weird. I don't know, I killed the wife. I honestly, I thought they went into more more in-depth in this one than they did the first one. I, I, I don't like know, the first I feel like you'll say do get at, at the end of the, or towards the end of this, Soth wants Kit. Yes. Yeah, Sad. He, but we, and we, Kit wants Tannis. But doesn't, doesn't Soth want to, doesn't Soth want Kit dead so that so they can be together forever. in the, yeah. Yeah. In, in the her, afterworld? He wants yeah. her forever. Or what, yeah. Yes. I yes. want to make her dead like me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that we that was a great show, by the way. I love that show. I was going to say, it was on a TV never, show. I could never get into that Really? Show. I, li- I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I like that one. Just but, like the Drew Barrymore one I couldn't get into either. Oh, okay. Mm, There's I, a Drew Barrymore like, takeoff of Dead Like I, Me where it was like a series for a while and she's dead and has to eat brains. <laughs> I thought, was that, isn't that iZombie? Isn't that a thing on Netflix? There's another uh, one. That's there, another one. There was oh one Pushing God. Daisies as well. Pushing oh Daisies my. was good. Yeah, that one I remember being good too. <laughs> so All right, talk, talk, talk about <laughs> TV tropes you didn't know were being like overused. <laughs> <laughs> the dead chick trope. <laughs> Why? Well, we really just want a nice oh, tangent man. there. Hey, we're here to answer the hard hitting questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think I think you're right, Bob. Is it has been established here. I don't think we needed to go into, you know, Soth's psyche. 
No. I think we more. I think we just needed. We we understand. He right. wants Kitty Ara. He wants to figure out a way that he can have Kitty Ara because he can't really have her now because mm. yep. ghost sex isn't a thing in yep. Dragonlance yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna start establishing uh, ghost boot seeds. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna start establishing the case for that. Uh, Weiss and Hickman got to this book, wrote it out, and it was a hundred pages long. And they're uh. like. I don't know what we should do. And so they're like, you know what? All that stuff with uh, Caramon and Taz in the beginning, let's have them walk around a little bit more. And then the Night of the Rose. Uh, let's, let's bring that back. Let's bring that back. Let's tell that whole story, flesh it out a little bit and more. And let's have Tannis do a bunch of weird flashbacks on a cab ride. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it's, I will say I might be grasping at straws because I know what's coming and I, uh, and we I are, might just be going... I, so do probably I everybody this. who's listening, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I, I want this something to make this good, but... Uh. I, I feel like they have shoved a lot of retread in here, so much so that I'm going to call them out on trying to pad the book out that they just yeah. didn't have enough here um not that i don't like soth because i actually am going to say i think soth is such a good character that he overshadows everybody else when he steps onto the scene and i and, I, and they don't use him enough because i think he blows everybody out of the and water. i think that the way that this, is, that this is paced right here too because yeah. we get to after this and we get to raceland's reliving his Reliving magical dreams, right? Yes, which I think is great. It's awesome. And yep. so I, once I got there, I was like, "Why did I have to put up with the rest of this?" Right, right. right. Why did I have to go through Soth here to get to a lot of this other stuff? Um, I feel like Soth is this series Darth Maul. Like, yeah. he is here, and everybody wants more done with him. They never do enough with him. You know, like I mean, he in some way should be leading now after. The whole army, you know, after uh, Takesis has been defeated or something. He is such a powerful bad guy that he feels like he is the balance to Raceland a lot more. But you always have like Dalimar and Kitiara and everybody else kind of fighting around with Raceland. Mm, and when Kitiara. Yeah. But when Soth shows up, it's like, God, he is so powerful. He can just point at you and say something and kill you. And man, he is underutilized. I feel like he's so cool and just he could not be like used some enough. good like mid-series boss for Raceland to fight. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. yeah. yeah. Really, I, ooh, if we think yeah. about this, anybody that has worked for Takesis has royally screwed up that they haven't used Soth. Yeah, all you have to do is say, "Hey, dude, you should really go and kill half of their leaders." and Problem solved. His name is cool. His look is cool. You see him on the cover of a book. Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna read that. Yeah. Like they they have not used this character yeah. in these in this trilogy. These two trilogies near near enough. But I'm a big Soth fan. Um, but yeah, so I don't think we need to retread all the Soth stuff. We'll get to him. But chapter one, Tannis is in a carriage. <laughs> Tannis is in a cab. <laughs> Tannis is in a cab thinking about life. Going thinking about past girlfriends. When, I, I almost expected him to be drunk here. Right. Because <laughs> who hasn't been drunk in a cab thinking about past girlfriends? Well, you know what? Initially, I'm not mad that he's back. Uh, it just it, it feels yeah, more initially, like... Initially. Yes. Initially. Here's the thing. Oh, I have, no, Because we all know cool. kind of what's coming up. So I'll throw out the question here. Uh, let's just talk it out and then we'll never have to revisit it. Uh, and this is for Brendan's sake. Why is this not Lorana? Why is Tannis here? Why is he the one that is here orchestrating attacks and everything like this? We're going to find out that Palanthas will come under attack. And it is Tannis who's orchestrating all this. And the leaders of these towns are acting, or of Palanthas, are acting like he even knows anything. Hey, Tannis' plans always worked out. They have right never way. worked out. He but has no, never been in charge exactly. of a major army. We, I was, but we do have a couple moments with Gunther. 
when he finally yes. gets with Gunther. We do have a couple moments with Gunther later on. Yeah. Where I, I'm, I'm really kind of digging stuff here, and I'm like, okay, even Gunther's questioning him. Yeah. Why like, is he which here? They should. I, I, he was an idiot. Yeah. But, yeah. That, but then it gets glossed over of, oh, he has passion. I, I, think, Great. I think he's just got, like, street cred from the War of the Lance. Yeah. That's, I feel that's, that's all he's yeah. there for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you he know, resisted like, the darkness once, and then it's kind of like, all right, well, you can now leave. But I mean, things. you know, as far as anybody else knows, like, oh, you were like a big hero of the War of the Lands. All right, but they He's keep trying. They keep trying right, to Aragoth right. him, and they keep missing the point so much. Right. I I feel like nobody nobody would know what Tannis had done unless Tannis talks about it. Like, I mean, he was just buried in the dark citadel fighting Takesis one on one. Nobody knows what he did. Like when he shows up and. In, in Salanthus to talk about this, I don't, I, I don't know, uh, I don't, I don't really get why Tannis has such a big part in a lot of this. Well, because at any rate, he's there. He is. There, so let's deal with is it. it. We're on a cab ride. We get a bunch. Of, we get a bunch of retread from Chronicles. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. Lorana is planting trees. He, so that's where yes. she's at. He's yeah. still feeling bad about the whole like Chris. I left Chrisania alone, and she disappeared. <laughs> Can I say what is up with the men not caring about their women at all in this in this book at all? She's a strong, independent woman, but like I don't know. Even Tannis, like he never thinks about his he, wife at he all. He writes Lorana a note. At oh, some we were point. gonna get to that. Note. <laughs> I'm gonna explode when we get to this note. And it wasn't just the note, but it was then Tracy Hickman's line that. Okay, we'll get. There. Anyways, we'll get, we'll get there. So Tannis is on a cab ride. Yes, he's on a camera. Canis, sorry. Canis. Did you say Canis? Canis Lupus? Canis is on a tab ride. <laughs> oh, tab ride. Gotcha. Just like we've got Cuke over here. Cuke. Cuke. Uh, yeah, so he's meeting with somebody at the temple. Meeting with someone at the Temple of Paladine. Yeah, he's yeah. been summoned here and he doesn't know why. Yeah. Yeah. He's met by Dalimar. It's it's like like mysterious for a hot second, but like I'm, you're not fooling me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We we know at this point that the light side has to work with the dark side, so none of this is coming as like a oh my gosh, Dalimar's working with the light side. <laughs> I did I, I did appreciate that they did make a point of the fact that the only that just like the only way that the quote unquote good people can go into the dark tower. The bad people need a charm to be able to go into the light. Yeah, that's cool. That right. was, I yeah. did. Yeah. I did think that that was that was a good yeah. little draw. I I agree with you. Yeah, um, Delmar uh, has been called to a meeting to discuss Raceland because they. No, know Delmar called the meeting. He called it because he has been successful. Raceland has been successful. It's yes. basically mm -hmm. what he tells this group, right? Um, so we're. Jumping down in a chapter, and I feel two. a complete one eighty from the last book because all of a sudden, no, all of a sudden, even Dalimar is saying, "No, we got to stop him." Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Dalimar was always kind of he that always his wanted mission. his magic. It, I don't know if that was his mission was to spy on him, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. so much to stop him, just to spy well, and, on him. And we get a lot. We do get a lot more explanation here too about Dalimar going into the whole. Well, yeah, I was spying on him, and, you know, this could be a good opportunity. If I get rid of Raceland, this could be a good opportunity for me to be the head of the Black Mages. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's well, just sure. the standard dark side rise to power. You yeah. kill yeah. you the, kill your master. You kill the master and rise to power. I agree. That's it. That's all this is, Jim, which I really where, like. I where, do like where this. Where did that come from? Um, <laughs> I think it's... Margaret the, Weiss's favorite series. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we're going into chapter two. We'll come back to Tannis, but right now, Raceland is awakening to He's mommy calling for talking him. Talking to his mom. Yeah. And I like these. I like these, these are great. dark illusions. I think yeah. it's done very well. 
Um, especially since we haven't seen too much of Raced at this point in the um, in the Abyss and what's going on in the Abyss, because obviously the Abyss is going to mess with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, definitely. Right. And so Mom is calling him to come home, but is it really his mother? And we get all these flashbacks. Pranked! It's Takesa's boy! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. Um, uh, actually, actually, no, it's Crisania. Yeah, this is an awesome scene. I mean, like, you, you get this whole thing where she's at his feet and Raceland knows it's a trick, but it doesn't matter, reaches down to shake her and everything, and, and turns into Chris. Sania, he embraces her, and then like... Was it this fire that erupts in her Yeah, eyes? she turns into the five-headed yeah. dragon. Pranked again, it, it's Takesa's boy! And we go through all these magical these these magical hallucinations he's having in these, yeah. moment, these moments where he's being attacked, and Chrisania pulls him out, and then yep. he goes back in. Yeah. The one where he was a little kid getting beat up by the bullies yeah. is just oh, horrible. I really yeah. like I really like yeah. the, the way that that he's, was he's set all, up. He's all goofed. He has got the hourglass eyes and the cough again. Yeah, so he is good. His magic don't work. Magic doesn't work. He's got the cobweb. The description of cobwebs in his I chest think, was yeah. really good. I, I think. think the parts where Raceland was in the abyss are the only things I really liked about this entire book. Uh, ooh, like, ooh, wow. I, I'm really there. There are a lot of things in uh, uh, book, uh, two, uh, uh, book two. Of book two, book two that really I'm like, hoping, I'm really hoping there's a bunch of Kinder X Machina in the uh, second half of the book. I'm going to agree with you as well. I, I really like what's going on in the abyss, and uh, my problems that have always come up with with planning and military strategy are really compiled. Yep. <laughs> and I, I don't like anything that Tannis and any of these other idiots are doing. I don't care in this town. Just give me the fi- yeah. just give me the fights. Give me the battles. I don't care about this prep. Yeah. 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 And so he goes. Th- we go through all. It's almost like he Raceland is doing the trials of the Tower of Sorcery again. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think we're meant to feel that is this is his next step of trials. He mm-hmm. goes through there. We have these. Uh, he's becoming a black belt. Yes, he is. He is exactly, and he's coming, becoming, and especially at the end of where he's being beat up by the boys with sticks, and then realizes that something's covering him and it's causing him no pain, and he just and it's just the drop line of, well, I'm okay, and she it, it's actually causing it's actually causing Krasania pain, yeah. and he's so dead flat calm about that, right. And again, really pulls out that that Raceland image of okay, he's on a mission. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to stop him from his mission, even his girlfriend dying. Yeah, which yeah. he has said. And I mean, he has kill- said he's going to walk over her. And essentially, dead body. him killing his girlfriend. Yeah, right, right. He's going to walk over her dead body. She was just there to use. Raceland knows how to move around this abyss. He learned it from Taz when Taz told him that all he had to do was think about where to go. Oh yeah, and he's got, he's got, he, he he's gotten the secrets of this, so he doesn't have to. Learn yeah. by trial and error doesn't as it, much. Doesn't it take him a little bit though to remember it? It, it seems like it took him like it, a it chapter or two to go. Oh wait, it'll, that's right. Boom. That's what that's what the Kender told me while I was torturing him. Yeah, yeah. It'll come in another chapter. Yeah, yeah. where he learns really fully learns how he can move around. Which actually, I'll say it now. I was I was kind of surprised that the abyss, in a lot of ways, was just a version of Kryn. Like yeah, he's, like, like everything was so in the like, same like the, spot. The, the mirror world from. Doctor Strange. Yeah, it was really... I didn't ever see it like that. When Tass was first in there, it was just kind of this flat plane where things would appear out of. And then as as Raceland is moving through it, it is just Kryn, but on a different plane. Well, here's here's the question for you, then. Is just like uh, one of the flo- one, one of the philosophies that deals with hell and punishment oh, is your own that is, is your own mm-hmm. version. Yep. 
is the abyss your own version um, of what the abyss should I, be? I think that it Therefore, is. Therefore, it would be the, the worst thing in the world for Taz is this barren landscape with nothing to do, yes, yes. whereas the worst version for Raceland is to have to relive all of this crap and go through all this crap on this place and these people that he hates. Right. And Hickman said in his in his own annotations that that's what he thought of for Taz, that, yeah, he was in a timeout. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and Raceland, Raceland is reliving yeah, everything. So this is ra- this essentially this is Raceland's hell. Yeah, yeah I I, okay. I do like that. And does or or does the abyss have different layers? Uh, well, interesting. Uh, chapter circles even. I know, right? Yeah. Which we'll chapter get into three. in the next podcast because I'll be going doing Dante again and on that time. <laughs> Those oh, of you who were listening last year, you, you, will, you will see it. You will see it. Um, chapter three, Dalimar gives a retread of what's gone down. Yeah, uh, so, hey, uh, thanks for uh, recap number six. <laughs> yep. Good in case Lord. you missed it. I'm telling you, they are padding this yeah. book out. There, there is no reason. Like, you can say Dalimar gave him a recap. <laughs> But yeah. we literally have to read the entire recap again. There is no reason for this no. to be here. We don't need this. I just skimmed it. I didn't read. Yeah, I just the only it was a lot thing, of page flips. I the did. only thing you get is you get to see what Kittyara's plan is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. I, yep. But, and again, this comes from what I talked about in our beginning, too, is um, I've been binge-watching tons of Shameless. <laughs> what, one of the things they do in Shameless is, for the recaps, you know, at the beginning of the week, or at the beginning of the, at the, beginning of the episode, they have uh, different characters break the fourth wall and look at you and swear at you about why you missed last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, hey, I'm a, hey. I'm an alcoholic who's been in a coma for 30 days, and I didn't miss last week's. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I started feeling here. Is like, D- like Dalimar is turning and looking out at you. Yeah, like, like here's what happened. Here's what happened last week, you idiot who, <laughs> who missed that episode. <laughs> yeah, right? I love how when Dalimar's talking, though, when he brings up Kitiara, that both Tannis and Dalimar get all queasy and weird. I mean, man, she must be good between the sheets. Well, yes, yeah. they just can't handle it. They're well, just like, oh, Kitiara. And, and I almost feel too, I almost feel too, this kind of broke a little bit of Dalimar's concentration. Yeah. Because Dalimar talks about, even though he has the charm to be in the white place, yep. he still feels ill. And he's like concentrating on like walking and like not throwing up. He's not gonna die, but he's like hung over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you're con you know, that those times when you're hung over and you're just you're concentrating on doing what you're supposed to be doing and somebody brings up something and you're just like, Oh, oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> put it up a little oh, bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh don't say mac and cheese yeah. around yeah. me again. How, how much vodka do we drink last night? Oh god, vodka. <laughs> Do I have a method to get free alcohol in your body? <laughs> how much? Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's well. Well, how how good was she in the sack? Uh, she was great in the. Oh god, I forgot to concentrate on not throwing up. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Um, oh god. But they talk about how sending Chrysania back played right into Raceland's hands. Uh, Dalimar says that he was he had warned them about all this, and Tannis scoffs that Dalimar could even think of betraying his Shalafi. Shalafi. Well, he does make the reference of Shalafi in when they first meet. Which you know, I'm like, Tannis, I'm Tannis is a meathead. Like, yeah, like what you're saying is, why wouldn't you think? That's like seems to be a saying around Kryn is like evil feeds on itself. Every character in this book is like evil feeds on itself. Why is dumb old Tannis sitting around going? You'd betray your Shalafi? Because that wouldn't be good. Yeah, because, because you're a dark mage, <laughs> idiot! That's why he's betraying him. Oh, that's what the dark robes mean. <laughs> but I, I thought 
I just thought it was purple. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was black. I just assumed it was purple. I'm going back to calling him Tanass. Tanass is coming back out. So if you like Tannis, sorry. Yeah, I'm not making friends with people who like Tannis. Yeah, so he they, was a father figure while so we my the, father was away. We 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 have this conversation between them. We have this conversation with Estelin, Esteban, Esteban. Elliston, Elliston, Elliston. Esteban. People love you, but they hate the way you pronounce every word. <laughs> I just I was so bored. Why can't he get these I names? I was so right. bored at this point. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm I, like, I great, agree. great. The old priest is dying. Yeah, we, and we yeah. knew that. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, yeah. Chrysanthemum. told us. Volume or chrysanthemum one, volume or whatever one of this trilogy, we knew that. And I'm yep. gonna, I'm gonna pick up again while this story is going on. And they're talking about how how uh, Raceland is in the abyss, and he's gonna do all this stuff. Stupid Tanass stands up, and he's like, "Well, I'm going after him. He's in the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! What?" Like, Tannis? I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, well, what are, where are you going? Where are you going to go, Tannis? I'm going after him. He's taking him down. He just stands up, runs to the door, like, dude. <laughs> no, no, he is. He's in another plane, Tannis. Come sit back down at the table. I have this card that will bring me to the other plane. God. Uh, so, they they tell Tannis that Raceland will draw Takesis into the realm and that Kitty Ara wants to attack Palanthos and be waiting when he does so she can offer her army to him and thus they can take over the world that way is what they're thinking is going to happen, right? Right. Yeah. Bud and Kelly Bundy are going to take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So Dalimar's all butthurt because he was the one who was supposed to help him kill Iceland. Oh man! I, but I wanted to get the girl. Yeah, it was supposed to be me. Yeah, and I'm projecting my love for Raceland onto his sister. Oh, oh God! Oh, That's what I oh, think's going. Oh, on. and by the way, by the, by the way, did I ever show you guys these oozing pus finger bumps on my chest? Oh yeah, look at what I got. Just here whip, they are again. Whipping them out whenever he gets a chance. <laughs> look at the pain I have. Look. look. There's times though. I th- I think that he's in the mirror. A dark mirror in the tower and he does the thing from Silence of the Lambs where he just tucks her in and he opens up his shirt, looks at the handprint of Race and is like if I were Raceland would you I'd I'd me would you burn me I'd burn me It, it, it puts the smell components on its skin. <laughs> you know it. You know it. it smells like smell. I can't even talk. So how about chapter four? What? How about chapter four? All right. Wait, 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 wait. Da- we're not done. Oh, we're, I was done. We're still not done. I was done. We need Dalimar to keep going to Dalimar is continuing psyche. to say that says even Soth wants Kitty Ara dead, and then Tannis comes up and for some reason is surprised by this too, right? I don't know. She has betrayed every single man in her life, uh, and now they're aligned against her. If there's one thing I like about this, but I don't think it's- Kitty Ara is going to reap what she has sown. She has betrayed everybody. Tannis, Dalimar, Soth, and all of these guys are now going to come back to haunt her. And, and it's not just guys. Oh, no. It's it, Kitty Ara has betrayed everybody to gain higher power. Yes. And to the point here where she's even betray- where she's even going to be betraying Tachesis. Right. 
And so I, but we I fun. like it because we have a straight from Chronicles through here. Yeah. Kitiara is the one character that is still the same character that she was at the beginning of Chronicles. Yes. And what I like here is we're and also that's okay. We're also yeah. doesn't necessarily she doesn't need an arc. I'd like to see if we saw more of her. I think we, she should have another arc. But it's just it's just her building up. And it's her building herself up to the higher yeah. power. Okay, I attained yeah. this. Yeah. Now I need to reach the next higher power. Yeah. Now I attained this. Now I need to become in control of more. My name is Kitty Yara. I don't need no arc to define me. <laughs> I define the arc. Okay. Yeah, but I think also what we set up here is that um, there's a family thing going on here where all three of these siblings have this same weakness where they're, you know, Caramon is a, has this drunk, you know, he was a drunk. Uh, Raislin is... It's like, addiction. Is it an addiction for for uh, his magic and his art? Exactly. And Kitiara has the addiction for power. Oh, correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they all three suffer from this issue of addiction. Well, and you know. it, and who know we we know mom went or we know mom went crazy from right. m from her magic. We know that dad. Uh, we we really get no picture of dad, so we don't we don't know too much of where dad was in all of this because yep. he wasn't there. But yeah, I mean, it, it this does, is it does, this it sounds does, like the story that's, that's been repeated an in point. every southern trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but Bob, I think that is an excellent point when you look at genetic addiction. No, I agree. It, I mean, yeah. It, Chapter four. Do you need another beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter four. We open. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the comment from some listener going, "Okay, so I listened to in about about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. I have to turn my podcast down. You, you get louder. louder the the, louder. the pronunciations of the of the names <laughs> get worse." <laughs> Don't worry, I, I love I level out the audio. Everything's fine. <laughs> ah, maybe be, maybe between the music that comes in and us, it's a little different. But. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, but this is the vision now in chapter four that you're talking about about Raisin getting bullied as a kid, which I think is great. Um, the the first part of this was skipped on the audiobook. Really, I thought it was kind of weird. The of end. It was. The end is awesome. It's uh, a good part. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's gonna play a game. Like Chrysania comes upon the scene of Raisin being attacked. Um, but I love this because she sees the children that are attacking him as like long nailed demons and things. And she covers mm -hmm. Raisin with her own body, which again, you see this like sacrifice that mm -hmm. Chrysania is still willing to do for Raisin, which I always get confused sometimes as to where we're exactly at in timelines and what Chrysania we're knows. We're in the abyss. We're in the there abyss, is no so there is no timelines in the abyss. So at this point, doesn't Chrysania kind of know that Raisin's betrayed her? Why is she still not yet? This is this is not the full betrayal. She knows that something's yeah, off, but there's not like because she's, she's sacrificing her life. They're, they're all still pearl, st they're all still pretty lovey dovey on each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, remember, yeah. and remember the abyss, Raisin and Chrysania in the abyss has been going on at least as far... Well, it, it's either been going on for a very short time or a very long time. We They keep making reference to that on... They don't know if they've been here for centuries or for two days. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think there's a lot of that that goes on. And you're in the abyss, so you're so Weiss and Hickman are allowed to play with that timeline, right, I think. Right. And what I like, I mean, what I like here is that Takesis is torturing Raislin. I mean, Raislin has got on this crazy train since he was a kid. He's just going after rails, and he's gone. He's gone nuts. 
Um, and she's torturing him with what hurts him the most, which is uh-huh. his lost innocence. Like, yeah. she's flashing back to his childhood when he was still innocent and wanted to change everything. And I think that's what hurts him the most. And I kind of, I like that. Um, they're doing a good job of making me sympathetic to Raceland once again. You know, whereas at mm. the end of the last book, I'm like, God, he is Adolf Hitler. You need to put this guy down. You know? Um, if they just wanted to make better. fun of my painting. <laughs> then, I, then I wouldn't have killed them. And he was a good painter. Um, but anyway. Oh, mein Kampf. <laughs> Such a struggle. I was, I was raised in good family. They gave me paints. I painted and everything. But let me tell you about how hard it was. Let me tell you about the juice. <laughs> I had this hair. Everything was about the hair all the time. They say, "What are you? Some sort of black hair? You don't like the, the like the Q-tip?" <laughs> they say I look like a right? little German boy. <laughs> we broke clubs. This, <laughs> this is why I grow so tiny mustache. <laughs> so you don't look like a Q-tip. <laughs> you don't just end Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about his pants. Have you seen the <laughs> pants that he is wearing? You need to look up him doing his speech when he finally gains control. He was a vegetarian. You uh, n- well, how come you never hear about that in a whole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a line of great vegetarians up on the wall. Adolf Hitler's hanging there. <laughs> what do I got? The great vegetarians, the not so great vegetarians. We're everywhere. I think they should start advertising that gluten-free. Foods sold here. A triumph of the will. <laughs> Bob. Oh, what? Sorry. Can I not reference that that movie? <laughs> Our Broward's gluten-free. <laughs> Depends. So do you want to go to chapter five right now? Or yes, please. <laughs> please, for or, the love of all you, that's or holy. Or do you want to stay here with me? <laughs> <laughs> Come with me to Antarctic base. <laughs> I will show you the real... <laughs> You're building super weapons. <laughs> so For the Soth- love of God, let's okay. do chapter five. <laughs> so what, like, I guess Soth and Kit are snooping around Dalimar's room? What the yes. heck, what the heck is going on? They're sniffing around Dalimar's room is what's going on. Ooh, what does he find? I can't, I, I'm, I can't. Um, well, this can is we, good can, podcasting. Can we, not, can we not make me getting up and slamming the door a thing? There's no door in this new studio. Right? <laughs> we gotta go all the way up the stairs. Okay, so I'm gonna break this up by oh. saying we got a great annotation that I have a note to read about in my notes, so it must be good. So let's Thank find out you. what it is. Chapter 5, it's about the kind of genesis of Lord Soth. So, behind the scenes... Lord Soth and his banshee followers sprang to life one day in my cubicle at TSR. I was designing a battle using Douglas Niles' excellent AD&D miniatures rules, then known as Battle System. It was to be an important supplement part of the Dragonlance D&D module, Dragons of War, written by Laura Curtis and myself in the middle of designing component units for the Siege of the High Clarice Tower, Lord Soth suddenly appeared on my imagined battlefield with his chariots of banshees behind him. In that rush of a moment, I knew his entire history, why he had fallen into his undead state, and what the banshees had to do with the tragic tale. I was so excited that I immediately ran over to old Marge's cubicle to tell her all about him. Does it say old Marge? Nope. That's what we <laughs> He instant, he instantly shoved his way into our text, and we have been trying to keep him at bay ever since. Which I think Tracy is actually pretty good when he says that, because this is true. This is exactly what I feel, too, is that 
Lord Soth keeps trying to shove his way into this book because he is kind of better than a lot of the yeah. characters in this book. Ch Chariots of Banshees remind me of college. I'm pretty sure those are grenadier miniatures, uh, metal miniatures. Yes. I, I've seen them around. Uh, <laughs> Chariots of Banshees, four Tauruses full of college girls. You know, it's. it's you know, I want to see. <laughs> Half of half you a dozen. You, of one. See, you, you said you wanted to see a series about Young Club. <laughs> I want to see. I, I'm a, still, there's chariots of banshees. I want to see a picture of old <laughs> old Tracy Hickman in circa 1985, sitting in his little cubicle playing with miniatures, and then all of a sudden, him putting like a little army guy on a chariot, and then chariots of fire will start playing. <laughs> but it's sure it's a banshee, so it goes. Ch -ch 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 -ch. <laughs> Lord Soth. Okay. I wonder how many people listening actually know Chariots of Fire. Do they know Chariots of Fire? Well, they sang it. I think they do know. Yeah, I mean, okay, there, there, there's enough that under, there's enough that I think the so. name. But the, once we started singing, I feel like that was like, oh yeah. Yeah, we got so, the old. And our listeners are of the highest. They're of the older generation. They know. They know this. They yes. get all our references. They get everything. They yes. better. I hope so. <laughs> um, but I love this. Kitty Ara is just prowling around her cougar sex cave in a see-through nighty. Yes, yeah. she oh, is. Oh, yeah. I love this scene. This okay. This is like they are back to Chronicles level like sexiness. Like they did that whole thing with Silvara where she was like naked and and bathing and even the image of her like, yeah. I'm like this yeah. is really yeah, of that, yeah. really titillating stuff. They never have gone that hardcore again. This is this is getting around to that PG thirteen sneaking down the pants R stuff going on. Well, and I'm, I'm I'm reading this and I'm looking at this as she's prowling around in her in her lace. I, I almost picture like almost the lace baby doll dress. That's what and I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. It's see through. It's see, uh, so, it's yeah. see through. She's she's walking around. And There's sore axes. Like, are we going to have like some weird you know? <laughs> Is is there going to be some ghost sex here? Well, I was going to say, and then there's Lord is there going to be somewhere just, we, we're just on. A, we 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 can't actually physically incorporeal touch each other, but we can like right. be next to each other. What can sex. Soth actually do with just one word? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just point and say, ah. <laughs> boom, easing down the pants. <laughs> Five, six, seven is eight enough for you, my dear. Yikes. <laughs> Holy God. Ease down the pants. <laughs> so, um, she is feels all exposed. Kitty Ara, I could give you 10. <laughs> Ease down the pants. <laughs> you, guys, you guys remember when we got a comment saying our podcast was like nice or something the like that? The cleanest thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh well, yeah, that's gone out the window. Um, but anyway. I, think, I think that just challenged us a little bit to, you know. But anyway, uh, Soth is standing there leering at her. He's being kind of a peeping Tom. So she puts something else on. Um, but she's angered by Dalimar's decision to fight with Raceland instead of with her. Like, she's all ticked that he's going to betray her, right? Um, but I like this, that a cleric comes in and heals her well, hand. Well, yeah, there's this, there's this weird thing where she, she gets so ticked off that she breaks the goblet of wine. Yeah. And then she's, and then I think this is a direct push against Tannis here. Yeah. When she starts yelling about, I hate all these elfin things and starts throwing yes. them against the yes. wall. Yeah. Because I think, um, and I almost feel the relationship these. between Kitty R and Tannis will overshadow in this entire book when we even get to the end, overshadow his love for Laurent. Well, and she's like, give yeah. me a, give me a good, strong gold goblet that 
I, I hate these wussy little elven things that are so gosh darn delicate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. I, I, I immediately went to get, give me a real man. Tannis is being kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love it because the cleric comes in to heal her and then he's kind of just like lingering around, like looking at her like, uh, so uh, will there be anything else? <laughs> you, uh, yes. I healed you. You, uh, yeah. you need some, some other activities? Yeah. And she's just like, no, I want to be alone. And she just like at, whips the glass. Look at this room. There's so much room for activities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that we're kind of pointing out her depravity. I mean, she'll kind of just bed anything. She's just well, ladder climbing. Doesn't she call point. somebody out? Like, she dismisses somebody and then kind of goes, ah, bring him back. The yeah. ugly commander, the yeah. deformed, ugly commander that yeah. comes yeah. in. Yeah. And then she sends him away, and then she's like, later on, you're right, later on in this chapter, she's like, Maybe I should call the command. Yeah, call that commander back yeah. up. Here. She I need says, a little "Stress relief." I think I will have the commander to dinner tonight. After all, send for him. Soth bowed his acquiescence. The orange eyes flaming with amusement. We have many military matters to discuss. Kidiara laughed again, stare, starting to unbuckle the straps of her armor. Matters of unguarded flanks, breaching walls, thrust, and penetration. Oh. We're not even dancing around it. <laughs> no, and no, there's you, no dancing. And you know Soth is just sitting there, just watching in the corner. Yeah, what a weird relation. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting there, just ticked. Like, I want to kill her, so she has to be with me. Yeah. All the time. This this craziness can stop. Like the old guy like the old guy in the wheelchair with the young wife who's just stuck in the corner. <laughs> you know you know what I do I do like though to bring this back on track a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really am digging this additional soft storyline. Yes. It's, it's, it, and it and it evil evil feeds on evil. That that's a whole theme in this book, but I Yep. I, I like the addition of him in there. We got Raceland, we've got KDR, we've got Soth, we've got we got Takesis, we've got all this evil. Right. If I could have gone really back well. in time, if I had a Kender yeah. with a time device and I could go back in time and talk to old Marge and Tracy, that's why I said, Hey, you gotta pad this book out. Pad it out on the side of Soth and Kidiara yes. and what they are doing on yes. the Always yeah. more Kitty Ara. Always more Kitty Ara. No, you always want more Kit. Less Tannis. Uh, we don't want to see any nope. of that stuff. Nope. Let's, let's find out what the baddies are doing. This stuff is really good. Yeah. I don't know why they keep trying to, like, even Tracy says, we've been trying to keep Soth out of our books ever since. And he says that in a laughing way. But I get, that's what he's doing from a writer's standpoint. standpoint he's like, he's a really powerful character. He always wants to jump into this book, and we're trying to keep him at bay. Don't. Yeah, Let him don't. come in. This is the climax of your final book, which, by the way, should not be called Test of Twins. This should be called War of Twins. Yep. War of Twins is a way cooler title than Test. True. And technically, I think the twins were tested. Their relationship is tested more in the last book than in this book. This should be the war. Yes. Last one should be Test. But whatever. I don't care. So Tannis goes but and I talks to the judges. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> you, you, went, you just went on like a minute rant about it. You so care I guess a little. I care a yeah. little. Yeah. We've, so we found out We found out here that Kitiara's getting her forces together. We don't get her plan. We just get no. her walking over a map and stepping on the tower and destroying it on her map that she can walk on. Yes. Um, we're into Gunther's war room then. Boom. We like flash from this whole thing, right? To Gunther's Correct. war room. And Tannis I, I, is, got, I got to skip a lot of this. Oh really? I'm yeah. jealous. There's a reason I can see why. It's it, reading like, through this, what like, do we excise? I, 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 I really want. I had gone too far and I couldn't like rewind back on the YouTube uh, device that I was using. Um, but it was it was like almost to the point where like he basically just said, uh, "Oh yeah, Tannis went to see Lord Gunther. 
Like that was pretty much about it. Yeah, that's all you needed. <laughs> well, you get you get the shot of the war room, and you, they walk into the war room, and Tannis looks up on the wall, and oh yeah, that's right. This series is called Dragonlance. At least there was a Dragonlance in this book. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a Dragonlance hanging on the wall of, of Gundam's war room. <laughs> like, oh good, we get a Dragonlance. Yeah, and then we get well, I do, we get Tannis is arguing with Gunther. Gunther is saying she's not, she can't come because she's got to cross all of our property in order to get there. Right. She'd have to use her most of her army for supply lines. There's there's one door into into the area that we own. Even right. if she gets there, she's not going to make it all the way here. And they whine a little back, and Tannis whines at him a little bit, and finally he goes, "Well, my pe- my guys need some field maneuvers anyways, so we'll set up her own palanthos." Like I kind of feel like all of this is like. Just idiots in a room that don't really know how to lead people talking about strategy. I mean, I think Gunther's the only one that knows how to lead. Gun- Gunther's pretty good, but even Gunther, I'm going to fault. I mean, two years ago, you fought against Tachesis. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, you get word that, hey, that army that you never really defeated is back. Your spies have seen that there's citadels again, that there's movement, or their spies have been killed, or whatever's going on. You forgot to go after the rest of the empire. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, yeah. Out, they're out in different lands somewhere, and they're going to reboot and come back with a blue guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just just go do it. I mean, I guess I can't believe that I'm kind of agreeing with Tannis here, but Tannis is like, you got to listen to me. You know, we need to do this. Yeah, Tannis. You, I guess they need to listen to Tannis, but again, this needs to be Lorana making these. I agree with you, Bob. You, we need the Golden General here. Yeah, the yeah. Golden General yeah. needs to be the one coming in and going. I don't care if you think I'm right, right. or not. I'm the Golden General. You right. need to listen she, to me. She won. She is the reason that they beat Takesis. Right. They have to They're, have her back. To, to me, this is this is a complete wrong choice on the part of the authors. Uh, and I even even in my notes, I'm like, fanboys, do not explain why this works. Uh, I don't this want. Is, you're, you've made you've made it to the championship. You've made it to the championship uh, game. Your no. your your coaches. Your coach for some reason is laid on the way, on the sidelines. Yeah. So her husband steps in to be the adult who goes to the high school ba- girls high school basketball tournament. Not your girls basketball coach. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're listening to the guy that knows nothing that you've never talked to throughout the entire yeah. year because your coach for some reason is on the sidelines. Yeah. yeah. I mean we are talking about the the head of the city. City's army. There is no reason why he'd be talking to Tannis. The well, only reason Tannis is there is because of his prestige as a hero the head, of the land. He's the head of the knights, not just the city army. Yeah, yeah, no. He's the head of the knights. Yeah, right. I mean, Tannis is really out of place. I feel like Gunther should know stuff and should be should be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And why even they're listening to Tannis? I mean, they should be at this point, but Tannis is trying to play the smart. smart well, she's sitting in the war room. Listening to Cheney. Schwarzkopf's wife comes in and says, Well, my husband's sick. That is exactly (laughs) what's going on. Yes. Saddam Hussein is pushing into Kuwait. Uh, Schwarzkopf right now is having appendix out, but his wife's here, uh, so we're going to talk to her. What do you think? That's exactly what's going going on. We're going into D Day, but it's okay. Patton's under the weather. Here's Mrs. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Actually, no, that's Patton's voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think just, I, again, I think there was a lot of like of Tannis, so they wanted to, like, throw back to Chronicles, and I get the idea. We want 
Tannis here because he's one of the big wigs and Lorana steps in a little bit later and she's not maybe as high up in as far as the group goes as Tannis but mistake because Tannis doesn't have enough behind him to be able to yeah. to do this. So we roll into 6. Yeah. We get into more we get into more Raceland stuff which we kind of have already talked about. Another, we already talked th- about the mirror th- image. Th- this kind of blended all together for for me because this was the part I cared about. Yeah. I I was scanning through all the Tannis yeah. stuff to get back to this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right. So I I do I I know I talked about a lot of this earlier, but that's because this was the part that mattered to me. Yep. Yeah. These scenes all came together. I I didn't care. More I acid trips in the abyss, yo. Yes. <laughs> I actually like the end of this, though, where Raceland can't use his magic and he tries to use the staff. He's like, oh, I've got the staff. And then he, he holds out the staff and it turns into a snake, which wraps around his his arm and bites him, yeah. which I really thought that part I was Actually, cool. I had, the only thing I was feeling here is that it's all super cool. I just don't know, like, I'm afraid to get invested in anything. Because mm. it's like, well, I mean, how... I know it's fake, but how much of it is fake? You know, really, yeah, like... Right. Yeah, like, okay, so this is, doesn't have anything to do... Like, he's not living or dying because this has bit him. This yeah. is just an acid trip. Well, or any of this. Yeah, yeah I mean, right, yeah. Right after the first one when there, it was demons attacking him. Oh, no, no, it's just kids. Well, we, except... We were these... six miles into the abyss when the drugs kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> These acid trips are hurting people, though. Like, it is actually hurting Chrysania. Like, even the poison, she has to heal herself, or or that's something that completely drains her. So it's not just a figment of their marriage imagination. It is... I'm just just waiting for it to pull out, and it all became Chrysania. What what, what do the annotations say, Bob? Yeah, well, there's no annotations. Uh, I... The annotations are about a beardless dwarf. Who even cares? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I thought this part was cool. And I said, read these last paragraphs. So it says, Screaming, Raceland dropped to his knees, trying desperately to free himself from the staff's poisonous bite. But battling one enemy, he had forgotten the other. Hearing the spidery words of magic being chanted, he looked up fearfully. Fiston Dantilus was gone, but in his place stood a drow, a dark elf. The dark elf Raceland had fought in his final battle for the of the test. And then the dark elf was Dalimar, hurling a fireball at him. And then the fireball became a sword driven into his flesh by a beardless dwarf. And that's what the annotation's about. <laughs> Whatever. Flames burst around him. Steel pierced his body. Fangs dug into his skin. He was sinking, sinking into the blackness when he was when he was bathed in white light and wrapped in white robes and held close to a soft, warm breast. And he smiled, for he knew by the flinching of the body shielding his and the low cries of anguish that the weapons were striking her and not him. And so again, we have Chrysania. Oh, he is such a jerk. Yeah, yeah we have Chris, again, we have Chrysania meat shielding him. But what I um, hate, I, I actually him. But we have this, and again, so we're going through the worst times in his life. Right. Remember, Karis was the beardless dwarf who killed him. Yes, that, mm-hmm. that's so true. Again, we're going which is what this. those annotations yes. are about. But I feel like, um, I mean, that's powerful. I really like that last little bit because it shows how odious Raceland is. I mean, he's just awful. That just that imagery of that he is about to be defeated or feel pain, and then Chrysania is shielding him with her body, and instead of thinking anything about Chrysania, he just smiles because he knows she's taking it, not him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's... I, ooh. Oh, what club. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. 
something about I don't know. Uh, well, I, to be fair, I smile when I, I smile when I'm being held to close to a soft, warm breast. That's well. true. I yes, I yes, I will. I curl up yeah, and I will smile. Third, I will yeah. third that. So we go into seven. We have our art for seven, and yes. I'm this. I talked about this earlier again. I was jazzed at this because I saw the artwork for seven here that come up, and it's Fizzbond's hat. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm gonna get some Fizzbond. Uh, yeah. Fizzbin. Fizzbin. It's okay. <laughs> I, I had We're going to get so many Facebook messages. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gunther and Tannis. Shut up, <laughs> uh, Gunther and Tannis are going to go plan defense with Amothus. Uh, this is going to go well. I could tell already. No, oh. Of course, Amothus doesn't believe there is a threat and that the city is safe. Not even the last dragon army got past the High Claris Tower. Um, but they're interrupted mm. by Charles. Who? Chuck. Uh, Chuck, uh, the butler. This is uh, the second person in the universe to have an oddly out-of-universe name. Uh, that's exactly yeah. what my notes are. I'm like, Charles? Yeah. Really? Who was it? There, there's another Knight of Salomnia from the original Chronicles. Derek. Derek, yeah. Derek and Charles. There's just there's <laughs> two guys with normal names. Duncan. Yeah. Duncan. Yep. Yeah, we. Oh, yeah, Duncan's getting closer, but yeah, close. we talked about yeah. how he felt like... Michael. Dude, I liked your whole oh, aristocracy yeah, thing. I yes. forgot about Michael. But Dave. Charles, like the fact, <laughs> the fact that he's a butler and his name is Charles, is just stupid. Like yeah. I, I love his character. I like when he comes in, what he does. He adds levity and all that kind of stuff. But man, I, Charles, I, I don't know. Chuck, I feel like you have to say it with an accent. I, I feel like Charles didn't even need to be named. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Acolyte number four yeah. or whatever. I feel like there's no annotation to this, but I feel like it could read something like uh, Tracy being like, when I was a kid, I really liked the, the writings of Charles Schultz. My, my, and uh, or, the Peanuts characters always resonated or, with me. Or, 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 or my, my sister just had a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, let's, yeah. let's find a way to slide this name in just to give somebody Instead a little Charles like, Easter Instead of Charles, could they like, go like Cherick or something to like, make it some sort of weird... It's actually pronounced Charles. <laughs> Um, but we find out that Elliston is dying. So, Tannis has yeah, been no, dying no, for we, like the we last. We knew that. Yeah, we knew that. He's, yeah, been, he's dying. been dying a long time. Well, yeah. and are are we? Because I'm confused at this point as well. Because we are we're back to 356. Yes, but we don't know when in 356 we actually are right now. Right. So I'm like. He's been dying for like a year now. Yeah, this is nothing new. I guess he's really dying now. Yes. Like he's died, dying. Well, well, I feel like <laughs> extra dead. Well, once we actually get to his chambers, and I believe it's Chuck that gives us the uh, that gives us the run. Well, he was uh, he was really suffering, and he had a bad cough, and Delamar gave him something, and he seemed he seemed to be doing better for a while, and now he's really dying. Yeah. Well, like, does nobody here understand that it's a possibility that Delmar poisoned him? Yeah, well, it's true, because he's been sitting by him all Like, who's letting the dark mage sit by him all night? Like, don't worry, I'll nurse him back down. You know what? It, you know what? Way back way back in the day, it worked for the king priest. Oh, wait, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, actually... Yeah, it's it's it all it is all very weird, and I think the reason they did this here in the annotations, uh, they're going to talk about again shoving this triangle idea here, where you have Dalimar as being the evil part, and you've got Tannis is now taking the place of neutral neutrality, and Elliston what? is is the light. I know they're shoving neutrality. I on mean, I, I understood the like the light and the dark. But Tannis, Tannis being neutral? is now supposedly neutral. I, I feel well, that's because he's, he's human and he's not technically a cleric of anything. All right, 
Yeah. All right. I'll, or I'll, half human, excuse me. I will. I'll take it, sure. All right. So, uh, Elliston, or Dalmar's been sitting there. Elliston's dying. Elliston passes his dying scroll off to Tannis. If, and if, like, you, if you ever see Chrysania again, give her this. Tell her she's leading the church. Like, she's handing off the church to Chrysania. I hope she comes back from the abyss, buddy. Yeah, did, did he have, like, a backup plan secretly? Like, hey, because, here, uh, do, give give this to Chrysania. And then us, to his us, the, us, the audience, have been to uh, 358, and we know she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah it's, so. it's one of those, he better have had, like, just kind of a secretary off the side. So, doing, like, so you her. tell her she's leading the church, and I, I really put all my eggs in that basket. So you're, <laughs> so, well, you're, you're Pope Justinian II. You're laying on your deathbed, and you're like, oh, by the way, uh, Pope Pius the third is locked in the abyss with Satan right now. He can lead the church if he ever comes back. I'm out, guys. But did, did you see what this commission was written on? What? Pure white parchment. Okay. Uh, what color is the smoke when you pick a new pope? Oh, there's white. <laughs> Cracked up. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing. Like I'm like pure white parchment, and then it talks about Cassania is the next church, the next leader of the church. She's the next pope. I'm like everybody's oh, really? everybody is suffering from Tannis's problem here. Like they're in the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna go get them. I got this. Like you've got Gunther and Amothus who don't even believe that this is true. Like yeah, they're in the abyss. That nope. Like nobody's even believing this stuff. Nobody's gone. To and the I, abyss. So, I, I I so don't care about Elliston dying here. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's old, he's dying, he's gonna pat maybe this is a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Um that somehow maybe she'll come back from the abyss later on in the book. But I'm like, we're halfway through the chapter. You started the chapter with the hat. Where is he? <laughs> Where is and... <laughs> Um yeah, I'll I even have like all of this should be touching Oh yeah, to me. Remember your wife? It's just not. And we're gonna name drop here for a while. We'll tell. Well, in well, Elliston is dying. Give your love to Lorana. And hey, there she is. Tannis is gonna cry. Wait, <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Tannis, okay. It's Tannis okay. It's a manly cry. It's a manly cry. And, and, and it talks about. It does talk about how he 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 wasn't ashamed of it because his half elf portion feels more than his human portion does, and it's okay. And elf just let him. Just let cry. him cry. Who cares? Somebody dies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I never felt he was really that close. What's I mean, somebody's dying. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're if you're half elven, you feel it even more. Yeah. What I, what exactly. I shut up. What I feel is weird. Like actually, I I won't lie. This is weird. I know I've been ripping on Tannis, but I have the meetings sextet book that's about Tannis and Flint. I actually want to read it because it's by a different author. Wh who's meeting for what? <laughs> Tannis and Flint, okay. it's this, their story. I want to read that book because I want to see what Tannis is like in the hands of another author. Like, I, I get... <laughs> he's just, he's still just a big old crybaby. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because... Uh, it's Wait, just Flint walking around going... <sighs> because Weiss and Hickman can be so good on things. And literally for me, when Tannis walks into a scene... He just brings the stupid all the time, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, it's like the authors, just like how they're like, Soth is cool, we got to keep him out. He walks in, it's like he literally makes them worse writers. I, I, I've never seen anything like it where a character walks on the page and everybody, the writing even goes out the window. I, I, I just don't get it. Tannis is quite the black hole for me, and I, I'm, 
I hate it because I I wanted so much at the beginning of all yeah. this to love Tannis. Well, Tannis, we even talked about a club. Tannis should have been our guy. Yeah, and we talked about it. And I'm just looking at Elliston, part of Elliston's last speech here too. And you know, my friend, you have walked in darkness. None know that better than I. We came near to losing you, Tannis, but you endured the night and faced the daylight, strengthened by the knowledge. Where? Yeah, he cried Where? the whole way through that. I remember all that. Where was he enduring the night? Freaking when, dude. <laughs> it's oh. true. But thank God, Fisbin finally shows up. Oh. And Fisbin shows up in true Fisbin fashion. Yes. No, let me in. Let let me let, no, Wait, let me you in. You can't. No, you. Who are you? <laughs> the acolyte bouncer here, who's like, yeah, you're not yeah, on the list. Yeah, no, it's... I'm sure I'm on the list. Well, what's your name? Ah, don't give me that little crap about names. Uh, <laughs> just let me in. You know. And so we do get we do get a moment here, and this is where I do, I can appreciate Tannis for a moment. Yeah. Because yes. Tannis has just come from this, and he's all emotional. He walks outside, and he sees him there, and you you do get that moment of, oh, he's here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I love Fisbin is so and good really, when he comes in. And really, can we ask? I I like the writing here. I like this setup here. Um, I wanted more. Yeah. Um, he's stumbling down the hallway. He's drop. It might. It may have gotten a little much at a, at at the point yeah. where he's dropping everything three times. Yes. He could have just dropped it twice. Yeah. But we get here. But if you think about the the idea behind this, right. you're you're. You have such belief as Elliston has, and you are, I mean, you are the high cleric, you are, you know, everything, and your god personally comes to walk you off. Right, yeah. I, I mean, I that, like that, is, that is a powerful moment. I, yeah. I agree, I agree. Uh, there was a very interesting annotation. Most of these annotations have not been great uh, in, in this one. Uh, I thought Chronicles actually had really good annotations. Uh, more fun than the book sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shots fired. But anyway, uh, Fizbin, it says Fizbin's fumbling, which I've always thought is interesting. So why did they decide to make Fizbin this kind of fumbling character mm -hmm. that comes in and out? And I like this. It says Fizbin's fumbling, I believe, is an outward parable apparent for all who see him. An unconscious reflection of the fact that while he is their shepherd slash guardian, he will not solve their problems for them. He appears weak so that others will depend upon themselves rather than on, on his godlike powers. Indeed, it is a message that he will not use such powers should it interfere with their agency of choice. So I like that, that he appears weak so that you become strong. Uh -huh. Like you're not reliant on him. I and like that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. And just to add on to that too, I, I always kind of feel that it's... <laughs> It is. It's Paladine taking the old car that he doesn't drive around a lot for a spin. <laughs> so every now and then he forgets how the radio button works. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking body, his body, yeah, yeah. taking so the old body we're for a spin. Talking his new body, and it's like you know things get jumbled in his head a little bit because he's a god stuffed into this other body that he's not used to, and so right. that's partly why I think mm -hmm. that that that's partly why he stumbles a little bit every now and then. Mm -hmm. And but I like I, I do like that aspect, Bob, that you just said from the annotation, yeah. where it's the yeah I'm your god yeah, but you still have to make the choices right yeah mm -hmm. like I'm gonna fumble around I'm gonna maybe kind of help you out but in the end sometimes I'll even screw things up so that you have to rely on yourself correct to do things I will I show like you this. I will show you the door but it's your responsibility to, to walk pick the lock to pick to pick the lock and walk through yeah it. yeah yeah, pick yeah the lock <laughs> you gotta pick the lock <laughs> well, we're Can't dealing make it easy now. we're dealing with Kenders yes. yes. 
They'd be, they'd be disappointed if they didn't have to pick the lock. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, every, what a boring door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're at the end of Chapter 7 I think, here. I think this is a good place to break it off for next time. Yeah, yeah. Ellison's we're died. Of, we're kind of moving on to... Yeah, Ellison has died. We're hoping that Chrysania comes out of the abyss so she can take her rightful place as Pope. Yeah, well... Good thing we weren't just two two years in the future and we already know what happens. <laughs> but we're two years in the past and there's a Kender involved, so all that can change. Yeah, Everything we know nothing's set in stone yeah, right where, now. Where's the Kender? It's, <laughs> it's a good point. We haven't actually seen them for a very long time, <laughs> have we? The, 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 well, the Kender's wandering. And time doesn't matter in the abyss. Doesn't even it doesn't matter to the Kinder or Caramon. Well, I, I'm really excited because uh, some of us know where all this is yes, going. Yes, we do. And this was an energetic uh, ep uh, episode. Next I, next one's going to be I even better. I, 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 I'm looking at the time that we've recorded. I'm looking over at their recording station here. I'm looking the t at the time that we've recorded. Reading this first half of this book, I figured there was no way that we were going to have... I figured we were going to have to do what the beginning of this book did and throw a bunch of filler in, huh. which maybe we did. We kind of did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we talked about Scooby-Doo. I think, I think we went on a lot of tangents <laughs> just as kind of a... We didn't I'm want hoping, to talk I'm about I'm hoping that our listeners out there are, as we get more comfortable doing this, yeah. and we get more within our own personalities right, of, and, right. our, and our podcast personalities and everything, that they're enjoying our... Eccentricities. Our yeah. they're, enjoy they're enjoying our us. Yeah, I hope so. Eccentricities hope so. and how much I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's an offshoot. Maybe that's maybe that's something that stems from our first podcast when we were doing the chronicles because you always because you play wrestling yeah so yeah. maybe that's something that's just automatic with the with with, with the person you get who plays sick. Raceland, when, when, you get sick. whenever we come back to dragonlance i just get ill <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, your body ill paul wants to hit things <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's true it's just a cold wait just, i get wait i get wait. whiny and cry like tennis <laughs> <laughs> and i get all hyped up like the kinder <laughs> here we are we're a halfway-ish through this book, and I think um, we're kind of all agreeing here that the second half of the first half was much better than the first half of the first half. <laughs> what? Do you like that? Oh um, now, Well, yes, and. Yes, <laughs> and. Yes. But I think that I think that we're all in agreement is we do want to see where this goes, right? Right. Oh, yeah. for sure. We've yeah. set up. Fizzmon is in the equation. Hopefully, we'll get to figure out more with Karamon and Taz. I truthfully... I, I would love Tannis to go into the abyss and we'd figure out that the abyss takes him somewhere else. I'm only two chapters <laughs> ahead of you. Don't hold your breath, buddy. I, <laughs> but I think we're good to go. What I think we need to do, however, is I think we all need another quick drink. Yeah. And we need one for the cart. I yeah. think so. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's time for us to get out of here. Because we need to finish the rest of this book, we need to finish the rest of our thoughts, we need to finish the rest of the evening, and if you look over there, gentlemen, well, except for you, Bob, there are some nice-looking female warriors over there that mm. look like they really need some help getting out of that armor. I think I can help them outflank their, their issue. And work on work up to some, you know, maybe maybe talk about some wartime things like flanking and penetration and things like that. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, he's nobody listens. So hey, ladies, 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 nobody listens. All right, ladies, come on over. Thank you for joining us for episode twenty-three. I'm gonna see if we can get out. Can I get a, can I get a lid for this mug? Hey, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Come talk to us. Come yell at us. Do what you need to do. 
Hey, all right, beautiful. Bob, all right, this is the salt shaker. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't, oh come on. It's uh, Bob, all Bob, over you the hand place. me the salt shaker. Bob's, <laughs> Bob's married, so you can both come over here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, dungeonsanddweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. I, I have no problem with doing it, but I feel like we just said all of it. Yes, and, but I think... <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so... <clears throat> yes, and. You don't just yes if, and. Can you? That is the most awkward way to come in on something. Yes, who yes ands anything? I think it's more the idea of. How do you yeah, come in off something with a yes and though? And then well, you, you just no end to that. You don't deny. No end to You don't deny. You just kind of accept whatever they say. You don't actually yeah. have to say yes. I okay. still think yes ends are stupid. <laughs> yes. So. Would you okay. shut, shut up? up. <laughs> <laughs> You've had one beer. Shut up! <laughs> I need to go. Okay. You guys got any Splenda? <laughs> I was like drinking suds. <laughs> I couldn't record just in time for that. Yes. <laughs> well, we know it's going to be on the end. Uh, just at the very end. I was like drinking, drinking suds. suds. <laughs> Y'all got Splenda? <laughs> okay. I will cut you. <laughs>